Thank you for joining us on the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. Give us a rating you feel we deserve and leave a comment. Follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can always email us at jrepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, gang, if you are in Ottawa, be sure to check out our sponsor for this podcast, Ward 14. Ward 14 is Ottawa's first and only consignment bar. That's right. Everything inside the bar is for sale. The bar stools, the bar tops, the board games, the fish. I don't know about the fish, but everything pretty much is for sale in this bar. They have a lovely food menu. They have uh, great specialty drinks. The staff are awesome. Uh, It's a quaint little place. If you're looking for a place to go in Ottawa, it's in the heart of Ottawa's Little Italy. Check them out. Ward 14, 139 Preston, right beside the fire station. Uh, Ward 14, sweet little consignment bar. Check them out if you are in Ottawa. Thanks so much. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floor. Why can't it just be easy? Wow. I think this is hands down the best intro we've ever done. I was just lucky. Just played out so well. Just played out. Played out so, so well. Excellent stuff. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Uh, as always, I am Matt Floyd, joined by Kamar. What's up, sluts? And Simon. Hello. Uh, how's everyone's week? Horrible week. Ouch. Horrible week. I, uh, I have lost all my Bitcoin. <laughs> How much did you have? About $104 worth. Oh. That's a shame. But it's a funny story. I had it in like this um, Bitcoin bank or whatever it's called, and the owner has mysteriously died in India, and he was the only one of the passwords. So we've definitely just figured out one problem with Bitcoin. <laughs> Me with $250 million, In total, it's $250 million. Holy This fuck. is supposed to be a more secure way yeah. of banking. Yeah. yeah. It's a hole. In All the in the head of, <laughs> yeah, an, of yeah. an Indian. In the design. Seems like we found a, a chink in the armor, if you will. So it's uh, back to zero for me. Okay. Well, at least you didn't lose more than that, Kamar. There's always a, a positive. Silver lining. Yeah. Simon, how's your week? My week was terrific. Thank you. No, no complaints. Excellent. Excellent. Happy oh. family day. Yeah. Well, for our Canadian listeners, I don't think it's called Family Day anywhere else. President's Day in the U.S. It's actually not even called Family Day anywhere but Ontario. Yeah, right? yeah. in like uh, Nova Scotia, it's Maritime Day, and yeah. in Newfoundland, it's fucking I don't know. Well, did we know? just? This is how our government works. I think the whole country just signed a petition that said we want a day off in February, and that's what they did they were just like okay every province create your own fucking day and we chose family day the only one who didn't do it obviously was quebec yeah they were like fuck it you fucks keep working yeah but they also have 15 other french fucking holidays that we don't anyway um all right for those of you uh listening for the first time we are uh the joe rogan experience experience it's very simple we are going to break down all of the past week's joe rogan's 
uh, try to condense them down a bit for you and uh, give our useless opinions. Uh, that's really it. It's quite simple. Uh, should we get it started? Let's do it. Fire it up. All right. Uh, first of all, let's rate the week. Uh, we had four guests this week. Well, I guess we had five. <clears throat> Excuse me. There was uh, Rafinha Bastos, Colin O'Brady, Andrew Yang, and then the pot debate with uh, Alex Barrison and Dr. Michael Hart. Kamar, we'll start with you. What do you rate the week? I give the the week of three Jamies. Wow, a somber three from Kamar. That's actually low for Kamar, too. That might as well be a one. Simon? I give the week a two and a half Jamies. Mm-hmm. I almost Holy threw fuck. my phone into the fucking wall on numerous occasions. Wow. All right. I wasn't as uh, as harsh as you guys. I, I gave it a three and a half. <laughs> I mean, the pot debate... Uh, I didn't. I didn't mind Rafinos as much as you two, obviously. Uh, no, my, I mean, my biggest problem was actually with Colin O'Brady, followed closely by that fucking pot debate. Okay, yeah. we got to get into it. Then. There's a That's lot fine. to be yeah, said. Gonna, we'll just start by saying this: there's a, a fucking very strong chance that the three of us will be bogged down on marijuana and universal basic income. So if we don't even happen to touch on the asshole that went to the Antarctic. Uh, are bad because um, we're going to get bogged down for sure. But that being said, we'll start with uh, 1243 Rafinha Bastos, the Brazilian comedian. I guess we'll start with asking Kamara, why did you hate him so much? Uh, first of all, it was one of the common uh, qualms I have with guests when I can't stand their voices or their accents. And it's like this one was crazy. I his mean, accent was crazy. But, th- but that is the Brazilian. All those jujitsu guys. I love his that. accent. Really? Oh, it was, dude, that I, I mean, I keep you're forgetting, Kamar. I love accents. So the whole time he's talking, I'm sitting here you're in my head. In your head, yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm going. Okay, what? How do I? How do I get that R to roll properly? Or what? You know, I guess uh, maybe that's just my. It was more the accent. I can see here past it rather to listen to what the fuck he was saying. And I also resent uh, successful people who get into stand up comedy. There you go. Fair There's, enough. That's that's the key. It makes no sense. <laughs> Um, I really liked him talking about Anderson Silva because they did Ultimate Beastmaster together, which is where I had seen him before. I couldn't figure it out okay. until he said it. Um, I love that he said he's like, Anderson Silva came to me and said, I'm, I, mean, I can't do it. I'd have to listen to his voice again. But he said that Anderson Silva came to him and was like, yeah, I'm going to fight again. Um, I'm probably not going to win, but the UFC is going to pay me because I did this when no one was getting paid and I made the sport and they owe me some. And it made sense because after the fight with Stylebender, he was like, yeah, I'd do another fight. In Kurchiba, yeah. at my hometown, with whoever I want, and you're going to give it to me, and guaranteed they will. They're probably going to make, what I'm hearing is they're going to make uh, him against Nick, because they fought before, and then Nate against Connor in Interesting, Kuchiba. wow. Anyway. Oh, both Diaz brothers are going to fight on one card? That's what they're saying. Wow. That's the talks again. It's all wow. fucking up. You so just that, lost Kamar. That one point made this two and a half hour podcast palatable. I'm not going to lie to you. Halfway through, I just said, fuck it. My big, really? Wow, I had to. I, no. My biggest problem with this guy was that he kept, <laughs> give that a good tighten there, man. Why? Don't worry. He <clears throat> kept saying things like, yeah, Joe, you and me, we've made this possible. You know what I mean? He was equating what he's done in Brazil to like opening doors in the end. It's not the same. It's it not, is not. It is not a fair. Hold on, though. It's, dude, he's, he did it in his country where there was no stand up. I agree. 
that's great. I, I totally respect him for bringing comedy to Brazil, but he shouldn't be saying you and me, Joe, in the same sentence talking about what they've both done for comedy. You know what I mean? Like, look, you, I disagree. Matt, you go to Iceland. Okay. Go live in Iceland for a while. You could start a comedy scene there because there is no comedy scene. So there's nothing to compare it to. Am I wrong, Kumar? I'm not aware of the Iceland. No, 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 no. But, you, no the but point I, Simon, I'm making, I think you know? you're looking at it the wrong way. Like, <clears throat> He's in a huge country, one of the biggest in the world, that has no comedy scene. You're arguing that it's easy to just, because there isn't one, to just Yeah, no, you're right. It is not easy. And think about it, too. He started in BDSM clubs. I'm trying to help Kamar out here. It's a pretty petty point, but I didn't, I just thought he didn't need, but maybe it was a language thing, you know what I mean? Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe he wasn't even trying to say that. Maybe he was just trying to communicate. I took it as this. He was saying, like, Joe, what you've done with this podcast is huge for comedians. It's opened up all sorts of avenues. And I think he was saying, in a way, for Brazilian comedians, he's probably opened up the same avenues where Mm -hmm. they didn't have avenues before, you know, now. And again, I, he also got sued for saying jokes on stage, which I find fucking yeah, he was, shitty jokes on stage. He was stage. the Brazilian Mike Ward. He is the Brazilian Mike Ward. I made a rape joke. I'm not proud of it. Then don't make the fucking joke, loser. No, but no, he, hold on. You're a comedian. <laughs> if you, if I, I don't say any jokes like, I don't like that joke, but I tell it. Like, Come I on, don't that's do not that. it. No, no. You could tell a joke now, and five years from now, you could go back and be like, yeah, you know. I didn't, I didn't get that at all. I felt he just made a rape joke for the rape joke. He's like, I'm not proud of it, but you no, know, try I, rape jokes. The reason I said he was like Mike Ward is because both of them already had money to be able to fight the, the fight. You know what I mean? They made a stand knowing that they had enough cash to make the stand. Whereas yeah, it's harder to... for that guy in Vancouver who has no money. Oh, he, that you know, life, the yeah. one arguing with the two lesbians. Mm-hmm. You guys are ridiculous, though. You're saying you're, it's the people like that that fight. Yeah. he OK, so he had the money to fight it and he did, which is great. I'm not I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm just saying there's a difference between somebody who who has a lot of money already to be able to fight a fight on principle than for, you know, somebody who's fighting that same fight they, but has no cash. Did he cash. ever say aloud what the joke was that he got in trouble for? Yeah, uh, I yeah. think Joe laughed at it. But I don't remember what Because one joke of the jokes was. he got in trouble for, I did a bit of research on it, was there was a personality, a Brazilian personality who got pregnant and he says, she's so hot, I'd like to have sex with her and the Brit oh, baby. Oh, he says that on the show. That's yeah, right. Fucking yeah. hilarious. So, Kamar, you're missing the point, though. Just because you don't find it funny doesn't mean, like... I find all South American uh, comedy hackish. Like, I don't enjoy it. Um, And he said he's been doing comedy for 17 years. And when Joe said, you know, hack shit's bad, he goes, what is this hack? Means he's a fucking hack. That's my opinion. I don't know. Dude, you could... okay. Prove me wrong. Well, I'll prove you wrong. Let's say you went to France to do a... Let's say you got on tour. Corny as fuck comedy. French comedy is so bad. Okay, that's not the point. My point is... No, that's my point. You go to France because you're touring because you're Kamar Harganon, super popular, whatever. And you get there and they ask you if you're a hack, but they say it in French. And you go... What's this hack? Does that make you a hack because you don't know the word? Oh, no. He wasn't like, oh, a hack. In Brazil, we called this. He's like, I've never heard a hack before. Bullshit. 17 years. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, who's next? Whoa. (laughs) Wow. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, no. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm angry with myself now that I even took Kamar's side at the beginning. For sure. I see that all his hostility comes from a really evil place deep down inside him. Thank you. 
I just didn't. I, I don't know. You guys, before I'd even started this one, you both texted me being like, like gun to the head. This is terrible. Can't fucking. You're never. And I I started listening. and I was like, maybe I'm listening to the wrong podcast. His case made law school um, fodder in a third in, world country. Wow. Well, now he's getting down on Brazil. It's well, no, he called it a third side. world country. Do you know what? Do you know what third world means? Come on. He hold on. Quote unquote. Call, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just using his words. Okay, no, but, I don't. I don't. So this is a. Big, I thought it was a first world country until I heard him. This no, is a big misconception on. with people. People think third world country has something to do with your economic status. It doesn't. It has to do with what side you took in the wars. I'm almost positive. Ooh, okay there. I'm not, dude. I'll pull Barry it Weiss. We're we're gonna we're gonna check that because I don't know. I think he's a Brazilian. And Cody. I, I, I don't a, know what that I means. Have but I have enough clean up to do in this week's wrap up. I don't have room for any. I'm sure he's right a toady. Yeah, I, he just didn't. I didn't find him inspiring like the next guest. So that guy in Vancouver who got um, harassed by the hecklers, the bar as well. I think got it. Got um, he on, had to on. pay forty two grand. Something like that. Yeah. Well, I think that's the fine and legal bills all. I mean, I, I, that one is far beyond me. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, just to Jamie this real quick. The term third world was originally coined in times of the Cold War to distinguish those nations that are either aligned with the West, NATO, nor the East, the or the communist bloc. Today, the term often describes developing countries of Africa, Asia, and Latin America. But originally, it had to do with the Cold War and what side you were on. So there you go. It's like working with a genius. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Google. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to cut you guys off. Yeah, he did get sued. And that's, uh, this goes back to what I was saying to you, Simon. Like, I always, for our American listeners, um, I always kind of thought your whole, like, patriotism was horse shit. I just thought it was, like, propaganda. Like, the whole, we're the freest, we can do what we want kind of thing. And no, now they're the freest. No, no. And that's, I just knocked over the ashtray, didn't I? Sick. They are definitely the freest. Like, hands down. I mean, this, from what I've seen... Finding out we don't have free speech up here shocked the shit out of me. Their whole constitution is based all around just, you know, every freedom you can imagine. Well, I mean, it's it was built originally, a lo- a, yeah, for that. It's kind Again, of gone away. I don't know anything about anything. I think we all envy your freedom, America. Way to go. Keep at it. No, for real. It, uh, I, like, I always, I lived in the States. I've, I would love to move back. But now, especially that I've heard all this, I, yeah. Have you ever thought, Kamar, about going to do comedy overseas? Yep. Because you hear about some of these guys who are like literally middle of the road. I guess not literally, sorry. Yeah, they're middlers at home. Middle of the road comedians here and go there and like make, you know, sometimes get a real name for themselves overseas. I mean, it hardly ever translates back over here. I know guys over there slugging it out. Yeah. Working, working at a hotel, just trying to. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, anyone, if you have means, well, you can support yourself. Maybe for a six month run to really go at it, maybe you have a chance of doing something, making relationships. But anywhere you go, it's going to be hard. But I think the standards in some of those places are probably lower. Not not UK. I mean, UK has got some really good comics, but Dude, France the UK is like one of the hardest. Germany. No, no, I, I'm not talking about the UK. Yeah, it was more like uh, I some of the. Places, places where they, where they understand have understand what you're saying. Well, so no, much. no, where they have like big expat scenes, and you know what I mean. Yeah, I, but I don't think you can show up there with two cents and a dream and make it happen. Mm. I, think, I, I agree with Kamal. I think you have to have some means, some sort of Simon. I think a lot of that time, it's like you've maybe gone there on a tour with someone and had a great set, 
and then you have a following there from that, and then through that you maybe move there. I don't think it's just someone like Kamara is just like I'm going to go to Budapest. Like Tom Rhodes is a great example. He was, do you know Tom Rhodes at all? I do, yeah. But he was like the David Letterman of Denmark. I did not know that. He had a talk show. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's still oh, like okay. struggling here. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, listen, we're from Ottawa where you would assume like, oh, it's impossible to make it in comedy, but multiple people have made it out of here. Multiple. Multiple. Mm -hmm. Norm McDonald, Mike McDonald, anyone named McDonald pretty much. No. Jeremy Hotz, I believe. Yeah. Was around these yeah, yeah. I love Jeremy Hotz. Well. Oh, Jeremy Hotz is the worst. John Doerr. John Doerr is Did you say the worst? Yeah, I don't like Jeremy oh. Hotz. Uh, his nephew is an incredible photographer, too. Skateboarding photographer. Josh Hotz. Hmm. Um, there was an interesting tie-in to a later episode this week because he tells the story of Rafinha. Is that his name? Rafinha? Yeah, Rafinha. Yeah. Rafinha. Rafi. Tells the story of uh, taking the edible and being high for 14 days or whatever. and That's the goes, only time I was like, this guy's full of shit. Goes full of shit. That's doctor. what I thought too. Well, listen, you know what? I, I think he was being comical. I used to think that it was bullshit. All these people who were talking about like these fucking edible trip out. You know what I mean? They think they're going to die and shit, but you know, it's just, they could just be a really heavy dose. You know well, what I mean? I mean that, Simon, that, that I, does I tie never into having the, done the, weed the, before, done, done weed before, never having eaten edibles before. He did not eat edible though. It was in Simon. Hand. Two weeks. Oh, it was. It was three hits through a vape. You're that's right. It, that's that it. wasn't even an edible. And a vape pen. And those vape pens don't get anyone high. Fuck, you give my grandmother one of those and she wouldn't get high. Listen, if you have to go to a shrink because that's how fucked up you feel, you obviously have something going on inside. Well, no, you, I was going to go. That goes into the, we'll get into the pot debate, but maybe he's one of those people that's like open to the psychosis, the small number yeah, of people. Maybe. That and had he done one more hit, it would have been curtains. He wouldn't him. be having this conversation. Yeah, and right you know now. what? This other thing, this guy's left his family to try to pursue comedy. Like, he's a, he's a bad guy. Why? He has like a family and kids that he's he talking about. He misses his kid. Kamar, you wouldn't he's leave doing your family bar shows. to possibly make it. I don't have a family. So you would. I would leave my hypothetical family. Did you guys catch who got him on the podcast? No, I want to hear this. No, I must have missed that. Minotauro. Uh, really, Nogueira? Yeah. Big Nog? Yeah. Called him a favor. Sorry. Little Nog, yeah. yeah. The weird. MMA fighter, yeah. Some you have a light? That's I really do. weird. Huh. I think Jaff, Jeff, uh, Lula, Joe laughed too hard at his jokes. I mean, it was just... I think Joe was just trying to be polite with him, you know? I find that obnoxious. I disagree. I, I, I actually... Clearly. You know what, too? If you guys go look, I, I have a feeling most of them... Are Brazilians, but if you go look at the YouTube comments, like ninety percent of them are super positive. They're well, like, this listen, guy's... he was saying that he has a massive fan base of Brazilians. Yeah, I'm sure know. he does, but a lot of them were written in Brazil in Portuguese in Brazilian. What a fucking in retard! A lot of them were written in Portuguese, but mm -hmm. I'm telling you, a lot of them were English and from English people being like, "I'd never heard of this guy. This guy's actually really cool." I, I personally, I know you guys didn't. I enjoyed it. We'll move on though, because it seems like Kamar's done. I don't think Simon's got a lot. And as usual, the comedians, there's not a lot of fodder for us to... Well, I, I do have a couple more points. Sure, um, go ahead. I apologize, Simon. No, that's all right. Do you think that every comedian should have a podcast? I thought that was a really interesting statement by Joe. If they no. want to be successful, I think they I do. also don't believe that. And, and 
the reason I say that is because you, you know, I know you guys listen to a lot of podcasts. You can see that some comedians, it just doesn't translate, right? Like some comedians are funny at writing comedy. That's right. <coughs> but as far as like in conversation, they're probably just not, their mind doesn't work that way. But it's the easiest way to build a fan base. That, that, I think that's what he meant. I'm uh, taking I, I'm, it I'm a, sure that's a little too literally, I'm sure. But just as a question, I thought that was... Well, Simon, I think it's because fans want to get to know people better. And a podcast is a good way to get to know someone's political views, aspirations. You know when whatever. I... Yeah, sorry. Sometimes they get to know them and then they yeah. don't like them. Yeah, no, well, that's, that that's too. a problem yeah, too, for sure, Kamar. Um, you want to play a little guessing game? Sure. How many followers does this guy have on Twitter? 147,000. I'm going to go with uh, 700,000. 12 million. 12 fucking million? Yeah, that's when I checked out of this episode. I, I have it written in here. 12 million followers on Twitter. Fuck this. Why? Why does that bother you? <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, no, that no. made me angry for some it's reason. Also, he, had, he has like one of the biggest tweets ever. He, he has the biggest, one of the biggest Twitter accounts ever, I think. But oh, hold on. We're all forgetting this too. It's something. Brazil. They have a population yeah. of 210 million I know. people. Listen, that was a loaded question for sure. Wow, dude, they have like they have way more people than Russia. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that makes way more sense. Yeah, but it's still it's still a big following he has. So when he comes to America and he's doing well on the comedy <laughs> circuit, he's got a lot of backing behind. How many him. He's Twitter not doing well on the Joe comedy have? circuit in America. Well, he will. You'll see. He has a Netflix special coming. Kamar, you're not gonna. Awful. You're not gonna like anything that happens for this guy because no, it's no. all gonna be good. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I doubt it. Um, oh yeah. So uh, I guess uh, America really is the promised land for comedy. Yeah, and uh, Brazil's a promised land for jujitsu. Yeah, there you Stay go. Stay in your fucking lane. And, and hold on. And, uh, whoa, Joe only has four point seven million Twitter followers. When he said that to Joe. I I listened to the podcast, but I saw Joe's. How do I not remember this? Jaw dropped to the floor. Oh, I must have been working. I was deep in some work at that point. So Joe was honored to have this celebrity on his podcast. Dude, twelve million—that's like fucking Beyonce numbers. That is a really high following. No, Beyonce's probably got a hundred. This guy's a really successful person. Like he didn't even have a talk show. He's a movie producer. The the definitely the most interesting thing about this guy was the fact that his wife left him for a cult. Hold on. Okay, I'm sorry to keep dropping numbers. How many he has twelve million. That's what he said. I'm gonna check show. that in a second. How many follower how many followers do you think Beyonce has on Twitter? Guessing game, fifty four million. Ten million. Dude, she has fourteen point nine. So she only has three million more followers than this guy. Listen, go back and listen to the podcast. I don't remember what he said. I wrote down that number and I remember that he said that Twitter he has the biggest tweet ever or he's the biggest Twitter account ever. Like I'm telling you, there's because it's from Brazil. Dude, he has twelve million followers. Okay, good. So if, Simon takes wow. good notes. There you go. I mean, it's 11.6, 11, but we'll call it 12. Now, 11. can we get to the most fools. interesting part about this guy? Sure. His wife left him for a cult. That's amazing. Yeah, no, that part I did hear, yeah. She got off easy. Wow. Okay. Kamar's, so, Kamar's hatred for this here, guy here's is the, like, I feel like it's Kamar's like, like Michael Scott. Like, it's like this guy, Bin Laden and Hitler. Like, there's like... <laughs> this is this is so funny because I have my third and final question of this episode. And then the note right after that is starred really huge. And it just says, Kamara is going to hate this guy. 
Fuck yeah, man. So great insight. Here's the question, okay? What's worse? Being left by your wife for another man, another woman, or a cult? Matt, go. Uh, another man's the worst, obviously. Come on. Uh, yeah, I'll just go fly another man. Yeah, I have to say another man too. So that's crazy, right? You'd rather your wife leave for a cult. A cult is perfect. One. She leaves for the cult and you go. Dude, she's oh, okay. fucking everyone in that cult. But she was also All crazy. That's, that's what I'm saying. You're offloading yeah. some You totally shot. dodged. A, yeah, yeah, that's that's it. At that point, you can walk away going, oh, fine. This is good. This is how this should be. And then, yeah, you move on. So is it better that she go with a cult or that she go with another woman? Well, women are so much more sensitive. You can probably see why she left you for a woman. I've never had a threesome, so there'd be hope that I could maybe get just a one last go. Well, with the cult, you might be able to have like a 14-some. Don't want that. That's, I don't want to disappoint 13 Or like women. I told I you, either a 15-some. I do want that. <laughs> I do want that. The magic number. Come on, in. All right, can we move on then? We're done uh, with... Uh, I just don't want to be the last man in. I just had one last question that I forgot to ask from last week. Okay. Or maybe he said it on this podcast. Actually, I think he might have said it on this podcast. What the fuck was Joe talking about when he said he had something brewing with Tim Pool that was going to change the platform? Did you guys, you don't remember hearing that? Uh, YouTube platform? He didn't say what. Podcast. He didn't say what platform. Joe's Uh, becoming a man of mystery. Nobody remembered that? Well, so Joe's going to be making an announcement sometime soon, I imagine, and it, hopefully he thinks he'll, it's he'll, big. Hopefully he'll reference to it. He probably bought half of Twitter and the Cash App. Oh, that'll he, make him happy. He bought out, um, yeah, he owns, what's his uh, name? Jack Dorsey's Jack shares. Dorsey. Typical. All right, we can be done with that. All right, uh, Simon, rate the episode. I can't, um, I can't wait for this. this I is gonna be give the great. episode a three and a half. All right, I thought it was uh, decent. Now that I look back on my notes, there were some interesting things they talked about. <laughs> I give the episode Jamie because he was there. <laughs> Nothing more. Okay. Wow. wow. So I guess we'll we'll call that a one then. That, no, that's, that's a none. That's a that's Jamie. A, that's a none. It's that's a, a zero. A goose egg. <laughs> no, he said a Jamie. Yeah. That's, that's what. Well, that's no, what no, no, no. One Jamie to be one Jamie. A Jamie is just a Jamie. <laughs> it's just the category of Jamie uh, was there. ranking. All right, fine. Jamie um, was on site. I give it a three. Oh, I give it the best score. What did Holy you give it? Shit, three and a half? Three and a half. You better give it like a three, seven, five. No, I think three and a half is appropriate. I apologize. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't love it, but I didn't. Uh, no, three is good. Three is where I'm staying. And uh, we'll rate him. Kamar, I'm going to give him a. Uh, you don't have to bother asking Kamar. Yeah, uh, you can ask me. I'm going to give him a three and a half, just like the episode. I'm going to give him a five. <laughs> I'm sure he's a great guy. He's very accomplished. He's rich. Like, I can't. I can't hate on success. I just, if you're well off, there's no reason to get into comedy. You just, you're stupid. Are you? You're done. Wait no. a minute. That's the worst. You thing do I've, hate on. That is though. the worst thing. I've, that's the worst thing I've ever heard a comedian say. You would. So if someone was super rich, but they just wanted to make people laugh, you think that is unnoble, or you think that's yeah, stupid? Just go hit up open mics every once in a while. This guy's trying to become a comedian. There's a difference. But I, yeah, but you can just do open mics the rest of your life if you just like people. But make it still laugh. makes no sense, Kamar. You're like you're, you're like this guy's rich. He's got it all, and he still has drive. Fuck this guy. Like I, 
He's rich and he wants to be a good comedian. Let's okay, good, good luck to him. It's so weird. He gives him a five, but, sh- but shit's yeah. all over. Well, Kamar has a very interesting way of ranking. Listen, Kamar is entitled to his opinion. I would like to believe Absolutely. that we have free speech, Absolutely. at least on this podcast. I will uh, now give, because I'm a gentleman, I will give Matthew the opportunity to rate his own. I'm not, I now play this He's game. not the into decorum. it. So then I rate for Matt. Matt liked Same this guy. Four he shit. gave him a four. He's loving this guy. We'll move on. I think the other thing that's weird is I always have no problem telling you like right off the bat how I feel about a guest. And then you still are like, anyway. Anyway. Sorry. Okay. Uh, 1244, Colin O'Brady. And you know what's funny is Kamar had sent me the text saying like this guy's accent is ridiculous. And I guess I didn't see it until the Colin O'Brady one popped up. So I was waiting for this guy to have the thickest Irish accent. Like, to be like... Oh, Brady. Yeah, I was expecting him to be like, well, to be honest, Joe, out there in the South Pole, it was it was quite cold. It was nipply, you could say. Yeah, but it, then I logged on, and I was like, what the fuck accent is Kamar? Oh, it's Rafinha. I literally froze my toes off. And then I couldn't help but thinking the whole time I'm listening to this, I was like, Simon must be sitting at home just yelling why. So, oh, e- I have a theory why. Every one of my notes starts with, yeah, but why? Kamar, yeah, go. Let's well, no, no, don't, oh. don't say your theory yet, because I said the same theory to Simon last night, and I don't even know what your theory is, but I know what it is. Oh, really? Yeah, go ahead. I think his wife is like a sex freak. Oh no, and needs way to get, off. Needs way to off. Constantly get him out of the country, out to mountains. Wouldn't mind if he died trying to break a world record, so she can get a freak on. Okay, I thought he was a flat earther. Oh, no, no. He proved it. No, but that's what I'm saying. He, uh, I think he went down there to be like, let's see. Get to the bottom of it? Yeah. That's why. That's why. <laughs> no, yeah, I think, I didn't think, I think she's in love with the milkman because she's organizing all these things. Like, why are you sending your husband to Antarctica if you love him? You know, why are you? Oh, you just got off Everest? Yeah, let's get you to Denali. Like, it's just. I guess. You know, I get, I, I know you guys hated Galante, but I get why Galante would go out and do like some mass excursion to try and bring back information. Like the only information this guy is bringing back is... It's cold and windy. Well, and that there isn't a giant hole or there isn't just an end point to the world, right? Like... Did we need that? No, we didn't need we it, Matt. I'm trying to, to be fucking there, kind like, here. Why the fuck would he bother doing listen, it? Because man? for on years day prior. One, on day one, when he phoned his wife and said, honey, why am I doing this? She should have been like, yeah, why are you doing this? And he should have gotten back on the plane and fucking flown she home. She did it because it was her idea. Yeah, t- t- towards Kamar's theory, she was already fucking sucking like three dicks. Back I don't ever let down. Don't even go out the side of the pole, dude. This so this was my only single note for the week, and it was this guy makes me wonder how many people have died just not wanting to be embarrassed. Um, and what I mean is like when he landed there that day, he had planned it. They had spent all this money, all these logistics, and he gets there and is like. This was a fucking horrible idea. Now, I know he made it out alive. That's fine. But this easily could have ended the other way. And it's it all, literally, he would have died just because he would have been embarrassed. If he loses his tent just once, it's over. Well, I wonder how many, I wonder how many great things that have happened. You know what I mean? Great moments were because somebody I was assume, about to fucking quit and then said, no, I'm too embarrassed to no, quit. You know? I, I then thought to myself, I just assume now that every major feat 
in the world ever was done because someone was like, like Kamar's going to hate this, but the guy who first walked on the moon was probably like, you know, this Dude. isn't a great idea. And then, you know. Oh, listen, he was probably getting his dick sucked months leading up to that shuttle launch. And then he's sitting there and the thing's rumbling and he's like, this was a fucking horrible idea. That's exactly I what bet he was getting a hundred percent. I bet he was getting dick going. sucked while they were showing the fake footage of him walking. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Um, That's a great joke. Either way, whether wh- you believe it or not. What I wanted to say is uh, shows like this uh, should be prefaced with... Uh, may or may not cause listener remorse. What I mean by listener remorse is when you hear someone so inspiring who's done so much and you're just sitting there not doing so much and not feeling so good listener's about Listener's remorse. I like that, Kamar. I disagree, though, Kamar, because honestly, when I hear these people talk, there's a big part of me that just has Simon sitting on my shoulder going, why the fuck? And and, and no, but it, it like there's another level of it where I honestly like, so I have my YouTube on autoplay. So when I'm when I'm working, I just have the YouTube playing there. And I had this guy's episode on. And for some reason, I guess after this episode, it auto played to like an Everest documentary and then another and another. So in the background at work for like five hours, I just had Everest documentaries on and no one you don't climb Everest. A Sherpa climbs Everest. You still got it. Well, no, I know you got to get up there just to follow him is the accomplishment. I, I I'm still picturing you with two little me's on your shoulder, an angel and a devil, There's but both one. ones are just saying, why the fuck? Why the fuck? Why the fuck? I'm you hoping know? you're wearing clothes. That's, that's all I hope oh, for. Oh, Jesus. It's a naked Simon. Why Why is the angel and devil naked? Because they're always why naked are they in clothed? cartoons. Aren't they? No, they're always clothed. But this guy's like a no, way... No, the devil just has that big collared shirt, mm. but he's usually like a eunuch, like a troll with nothing. Okay. All you're right. like a little cherub. Um... Uh, this guy is a way more palatable Goggins. Well, speaking of Goggins, I understand why. Um, okay. I don't understand why he would do it, but I get crossing Antarctica way more than doing like 5,000 pull-ups. Right. You know, these guys like Goggins who just does 5,000 pull-ups. The only time that's all right is this guy who did the 5,000 pull-ups to beat Goggins. If you're beating, if your record is beating Goggins, Mm, I'm all for it. Because all you've done is lit a fire back under Goggins to get back on that bar. And it was was a thousand chin-ups more than Goggins. And he did it with a 30 pound weight vest on. Yeah. He should be put down. Yeah. That guy has a serious fucking problem. Like, think about that. Goggins is like the craziest dude ever. And this guy is just crushing him. So do you know what my problem with all that is? Is like, why? Like, if why? these people. Why? No, but if these people put all their effort and mind power into something that could help humanity, who knows? Like, if they all did that, who knows how far we could be? I, Instead, I totally they're, agree. They're sitting there doing chin-ups. But Joe's answer to that would be these guys are motivating people and helping people. So that's just as good. Just to play devil's advocate. There's one. No, I don't have a limit. Oh, it's only me that has yeah, a limit. Yeah, it's you. That's fair. You lean on it. <laughs> we don't want you to have a crutch. You guys are fucked. The gang up is unreal. What else you have for Colin fucking O'Brady? Um, when he's training to go into an- the Antarctic. And Hold he- on. Did he climb K2 as well? I think he climbed like everything. Because K2 is the hardest one. Yeah. Um, so he'd stick his hands into the buckets of ice water for whatever a minute and then pull them out and have to do Lego. The idea is it's going to be so fucking 
cold up there that uh, trying to put the zipper together on a f- yeah if you have to do your tent that. or something but you know within a millisecond before it blows the fuck away and you die out on an ice cap well that's the thing is when he so like when he showed the video of his tent nearly blowing away i thought to myself a few things i'm like okay so he set up a tripod to videotape this and that's kind of crazy, first of all. But then I, I, I just thought I was like, all this planning, and the asshole brought one tent. You had to assume it'd be insane windy. And like like he said, like Joe asked, oh, what happens if the tent blows away? Like, it's gone. Yeah, you don't survive without the tent. Nope. It's over. What a retard. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was so stupid. He had to drag his poop out with him. I was just about to ask that. That's, yeah. that's a little stuck up of Antarctica, eh? <laughs> Well, Kamar, it's because they don't want to burn another hole in the earth. I understand. Yeah, they want to the keep. They want to keep pristine. I heard, but those are a bit harsh. Like um, fighting for my life here. Do I have to sleep with my shit? I think it's more so. I think they just want to deter people from going there. Period. Well, I don't think you can just go there. You can't. But my point is, if you're planning to go and then you find out they're like, yeah, by the way, you got to shit in a bag and oh, with the, you the whole way, then you're that's like a deal breaker. <laughs> Not that there's no one there and there's nothing to see, but. Personally, if I yeah, can't that's shit a deal in the snow, breaker. fuck that. He had to super glue his fingers shut. Yeah. He had to... Um, Hold on, you're forgetting too. He had to shit in his tent. Yeah, the whole thing just sounds incredibly terrible. All for what? To set the world record. Say it. Say it with me. For nothing. But why? To set a world record. Well, no, obviously a bunch of people donated money. Like, he didn't make money to do this, so it's for his not-for-profit. He has a crazy, ironic... Um, ironic i guess funny i don't even know origin story though he was like traveling uh um, yeah, yeah, thailand and he did the limbo or the whatever burning thing and burnt both his legs beyond recognition well, i think that's the whole point of this podcast more than antarctica or anything was that part so he believed what saved him was the light healing that's where him and joe kind of had their Parting of ways. <laughs> well, also the positivity of his mom, even though she's crying outside the room, walking and going, this is going to be fine. We can do whatever. Because he referenced a couple of the boys we talked about in a couple podcasts much prior with the placebo effect. Mm-hmm, right. I can't remember. The, it's not Stamets. It's, uh, no, no, I remember, though. I don't remember who he took, but yeah. So the day he summited Everest, three other people had died on the mountain that day. Just another day in the office. No, it really is. From all the documentaries I watch, that's... Uh, that's, that's a crazy stat, right? That's commonplace. Yeah. Well, Which is any, so weird. Any Joe Rogan listener will also remember the dude that came on like a couple years ago. The two guys, um, Bud and the doctor. Bud's his neighbor that does overhauling. And the other guy that, that go to Everest every year and fucking fly people off because they have money. I mean, those stories were nuts. Simon and I were talking about it. The guy that had to leave his wife on the mountain because she was just like, I'm not going. And they went up and found her listening to music. That was the craziest. Yeah, I mean, you were telling me, right? It's just like their brains get so heavy up there that they can't convince themselves to do anything. You just have this like mental shutdown where you can't even understand that you're going to die if you sit there for too long, but you just can't make your body move. That's... Well, there's a point of the mountain they call the dead zone, and that's where you start. Your body actually starts dying, so you have a limited amount of time after that to get yeah. to the top and get back down. And if you stay in that area, you're just gonna die. So, and they leave, and there's 256 bodies up there. Well, he was talking about they they uh, urge you not to help someone who's fallen. Right. Oh, they say don't bother. 
They say if anything, you're going to get stopped and yeah. you're going to, you're both going to get bogged yeah. down and you're going to die. Well, he well. even says he sees that person that he knows as he's going uh, down and she's just sitting there and he wants to help her and he wraps his arm around her and just says, you know, you're going to be okay. You can do it. She ends up being okay. But I mean, what a scary, like I just, again, why? The amount of money it costs you to go up there. And like I said, I truly believe that in this day and age, you're not, you don't get to claim that you climbed Everest. You get, you got to the top. Sure. But it was a luxurious way up there as much as it's Well, sucked. this guy can say he climbed Everest because he said, you know, we saw the people using the ropes on the side and we, you know, went around them yeah. and blazed our own trail yeah, up. Yeah. So he's do- like, listen, the day he summited Everest, they brought him to another mountain and he summited that mountain as well. So but that's what I, so you're right. He did it the right way. Like, I mean, he truly but, did climb But these Everest. rich people, I, I hear you. I'm yeah. with you 100%. They, they made it three quarters of the way up Everest or whatever it is, 80, 85% of the way up Everest. Yeah, and they, they end up killing all these Sherpas because of it because they have to go up and fucking find these people. But those Sherpas only, it's one of those scenarios where if they weren't doing that, they wouldn't have any jobs. So it's a I weird. I, I know, uh, right? It's the uh, Peter Schiff argument, but it is. It's a. It's. It's. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't. I there would be no jobs for them. I understand, but if you're a if you're a fucking super rich Indian guy, dot Indian that's never fucking climbed a mountain, <laughs> why would you just spend money and expect that some Sherpa is going to come save your life? It's like the the story they told about uh, there was a Japanese guy who had a hole in his air mattress on K2 and he called in the helicopter because he said he was dying. I don't so remember that. That wasn't in this episode. Oh, that was the one I was sorry. Gotcha. I'm referencing a past episode real quick just because it's on the same Everest thing. So this Japanese guy calls in the helicopter saying he's dying. They rush up there thinking, holy shit, this guy's dying. They get up there. The dude's fine. And he's like, yeah, hole in my air mattress. <laughs> and... There That's like annoying. Just some rich dude that was like, yeah, I'll pay you guys. Like, I'll pay the 40 grand to helicopter me out of here. But like, I'm not. And if, they, if you're one of the, the helicopter driver, tell them. Tell them how they get up fucking Everest in the helicopter or down oh, yeah. Everest so in the Kamar, helicopter. So Kamar, in case you didn't know. Them. them. Tell Kamar. <laughs> Slowly. No, no. So you can't. Uh, once you get high enough, the air pressure so low that a, a helicopter loses its lift because it's not. Uh, the way the chopper works is it pushes air down and that's how it gets lift. And when, there's, when the air pressure is low, it can't do that. So they can't go to a certain height. And once they get high enough, they have to start bouncing the helicopter off the mountain to gain lift. So like the highest rescues they've had, they had to like fly up there, get the guy in the, in the chopper, and then bounce the helicopter off the mountain on the way down until they could get enough lift. Is that a fuck? So if you have to do that and you get up there and the guy's not hurt, he has a hole in his air mattress, I'm, as a helicopter pilot, I strangle that Japanese man to death. Well, that's it. They were all all super pissed because they were like, we all risked our lives coming up here. For you, it's just 40 grand, but you don't understand. It's it's crazy. Where this guy really lost me, I mean, he lost me right from the start, but where I really had had enough was when he told the story about um, being on the mountain and looking at his hand and it was all black. Yeah, and he thought, okay, bolt. I have frostbite on my hand. And this is the mentality that I don't understand because if it would never be me. But if I look at my hand and it's black, I would say to myself, okay, I got to get back down 
as fast as I can to try and get to the hospital to see if it can be saved. His mentality was, well, it's, it's already fucked. I might as well climb the mountain. Yeah, that I don't, I don't that was the that that's when I wanted to just toss my phone right through the fucking wall. He yeah. doesn't know his wife's the town bicycle. You can't expect anything. <laughs> from this guy, but uh, I I gotta say, uh, unlike you guys, like I love this podcast. Really? Well, the fact that uh, four years ago someone was referring to he had that accident, the say never walk again. All he's accomplished since with just the. And like I said, he's just like Goggins, but more palpable to listen to. So you you can just put your mind to it. And I want to find out what I can do. And to speak to what you're saying, he's working on becoming a comic. I mean, you joke with Joe that he's yeah. going to get some comedy, but he is a storyteller, which lends you to that. Well, he already does a lot of like um, uh, motivational speaking, so that's got to just make you a good speaker anyways. But what I was going to say was... Oh, I don't even frostbite, remember. black hand wasn't really frostbite. The charcoal, you said you were done with them after the charcoal. No, no, I know. I yeah. was gonna say something to what Kamar was saying, but it just went on so long that I lost. I, it. I really like the guy, but he caused what I call listener oh, remorse. Right. What I was gonna say was I totally Definitely agree with Matt that these guys obviously have a tremendous amount of willpower and they could probably do just about anything. So instead of traversing the Antarctic, which does nothing for anybody, like put your well, resources to fucking curing cancer or I don't well, know, I don't, something that because they could probably do it. These people are amazing. Obviously, they have way more willpower than anybody I've ever heard of. So yeah, fucking, like I wish David Goggins was trying to cure or solve something i don't think you can cure cancer or so. even become a comedian you know what i mean at least something at the end that we're, we can all appreciate you know well i mean like kamar yeah, said you might. like kamar said he probably does motivate people there are probably people that listen to this podcast that aren't us that are getting off the couch and doing whatever but five years ago he was nobody doing nothing yeah now he's on joe rogan so i mean if i just decided to do this i could do it apparently you know what I mean? There's nothing special about this guy unless he's keeping some secret. He just had a near-life death experience. Not near, but losing legs experience. Positive his mom and some light healer. And now he you should start he do with like a marathon or something. Mm-hmm. Then you move up to like a triathlon. No, listen, and straight and to the moon. Yeah, listen, right to the moon. Literally. They were like at the top of Everest. The air is, you have 30% the oxygen you do at sea level. And then I thought to myself like, I have enough trouble breathing at sea level. When you wake up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking like, imagine having 30% of that. I'd fucking die. What I will say is you can see everything he talks about on Instagram. He's very good at uh, documenting all that. Did he have a bump? A bump. After oh, Rogan. He didn't yet. do it. He didn't He's got like 5,000 Instagram. Um, it was interesting though that because he had just summited Everest... He could then climb that other mountain because they could drop him off high enough that normal people would be affected by the change in altitude. But he had already, that's very cool. I mean, that would be the only reason why you would do that is to take advantage of. Of the fact that you've acclimatized yourself already. Yeah, you can get to that high point. He has 210,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, we wanted to know what the bump was. What did he have before Rogan? 10,000. 
to eat cake. Just go with it. No way. What if they fact check oh you? Oh my God. No one. Well, the, the, they could email me in and the rest of them could yeah. tell me how much they hate me and All love right. you too. Well, okay. That's, <laughs> well, no. Again, wow. his wife is organizing everything. So this, <laughs> the, the human bicycle. Um, that's the end of this. The human bicycle. amazingly inspiring podcast. Really nice guy. Too bad about his wife. <laughs> maybe his wife is. Uh, maybe he stole Rafinha's Rafinha's wife. He's, he's a cult leader. Maybe, well, the cult of Brady. The All cult right. of why? Yeah. Rate the episode, Simon. I am going to give this episode a two point seven five. Weird. Well, I would have given it a. 2.5 but i managed to not break my phone so i think that deserves a okay kamar 4.5 i would have given him a five but his wife's a slut so <laughs> wow, wow. I just gotta move on <laughs> this kamar. does not represent the viewpoint of j-r-e-e this people, is solely people. kamar i like how someone lost a point based on no doing of their own <laughs> it's something kamar made up yeah I think it's funny. He made up a scenario and that's took a point me. off. Yeah. Uh, I, hey, okay, disclaimer. Ooh, I actually think they're in love with each other and like each other a lot. I give uh, the episode a three. It's funny the other way, though. That has to be a sound clip of whenever we need a disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. Ooh. <laughs> wow. All right, and do you guys want to do your usual? No, now I don't know if I want to do that. He made me feel so bad last time. Called me a fourth grader. Colin called you a fourth grader? No, Matt <laughs> called me a fourth yeah. grader. Because <laughs> you can relate. Don't you only have your fourth grade? <laughs> this guy seemed like a really nice dude. So I'm going to give him a four, but I still like why, 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 why? I'll answer you because his wife, wife, <laughs> wife, 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 or world, 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 world records. I give him a five. I thought he was a great, nice guy. Accomplish anything he wants. I just wish... He just gave me delicious uh, remorse, which I know is, remorse sounds bad, but it's me not doing as good as I can. Why it hurts to listen to. And rate for Matt. Matt gives this guy, uh, this guy gives him a two. Because of his wife. No, because no one actually climbs Everest. I mean, that's just it. That's just right. a, Nobody climbs Everest anymore. Another one no, of Matt oh, contended this, that he went the did. right way. False Everest. Yeah, false Everest. I just think if you're standing in a fucking conveyor belt line on Everest and you paid 40 grand, you're not really Like what's Everest. next? A T-bar? Did you see the footage of the, the ladders they have to cross? The ladder's like on an ice crevice. Oh, it's it's still terrible. Even, terrifying. Even with You're, the Sherpa helping, it's stop. still terrible. You're forgetting that the Sherpa has to go and put the first ladder down and cross it sans rope. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not forgetting. I'm not saying that's that, why you give this guy two. I'm not saying that the Sherpas don't do more work. I'm just saying that even with the Sherpa helping them, it's still grueling. I to love climb you, Colin I, I understand that. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not. It's not the same. It's I not agree. The same. It's not, You're not the same. Not Hillary, but it <laughs> climbing it in fucking boots with like ice picks, right? And no air. Oh wait. We should have asked Kamar about the ledge, but we'll do that later. The, we'll do that the, at, we'll the do man that on the ledge show. and how he turned Alex around. Hannon, That'll yeah. be fun. Okay. Terrible for a podcast. Patreon. No visual. Well, we'll we'll fucking tell them okay, where to whatever. look. Whatever. Either way. We're never going on Patreon. <laughs> Fine. Okay, we're moving on. Uh twelve forty five. Andrew Yang, presidential candidate for twenty twenty. And uh since none of us can vote, I don't think it matters, but I would vote for this motherfucker. I think I would too, man. I mean, I think the problem is that 
his whole, all his great ideas, which I think he had a lot of, were all based around an idea that I don't think is feasible at all. So it's all kind of for naught. But let's pretend that it could happen. I'm with you, Matt. This guy sounded like the best possible scenario for the United States. Well, okay. So I, I guess we'll start by... Um, let's start here. Oh, we got to rate the episode. No, we rate it at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, we got to rate the week. We, we did that yeah, already. Okay. I, uh, but should we start with universal basic income? I guess that's what well, they that's started. all they talked about. I really feel no, 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 no they talked they talk, about they talk tons of, of splintering from yeah, yeah. universal basic. Oh, and it just kept coming. Anyways, we'll see where we go. All right. Um, so we actually had Kamar and I, you went for a smoke a couple weeks ago and Kamar and I were talking. I said pretty much what he said that we were talking about where all the money was going to come from. And I said, well, it doesn't have to, half of it's already there based on like food stamps and, and other things that are already in place that go away then Medicare, whatever. Um, I think the big problem and Simon and I spoke about this is like $2,000 or a thousand dollars, thousand dollars. That's what I was saying is just nowhere near enough money with inflation. It won't be. Maybe today, this last year would be the last year. It'd be like help, but I I just don't understand how it's everybody. I thought it was up to a certain amount you make, and then you don't get it. That's what I was gonna say because he did not say it. No, no, no. He would have clarified. Everybody has has to get get it. it. Even the richest of the rich. He said they can decide to not take it. But who's going to decide to not take it? Uh, that's Everybody's going to take that I think three that's thousand bucks. Flaw ice on his plan. No, Kamara. The reason it's not a flaw is because it's it's very equitable. Everyone gets it. So if you're an adult American, you get it. That's it. There's no ifs, ifs, ands, or buts. I agree that it seems odd that millionaires would get it too. But he, my big problem with this was he never touched on the big thing. Is like all this automation he's talking about. He's talking about fixing one country and like automation fucks the world. And we, you, no matter what, the U.S. would have to keep up with other countries who are using automation. So the whole argument seems kind of flawed from the start. Do you, what do you mean? Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. So let's say that, um, Oh, I guess because they're not going to push back automation. They're just going to start paying everybody. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking if they tried to stall it, you know what I mean? If they yeah, said, yeah. we don't For me, it was it. more uh, the consequences you discussed because of automation. Going down the road, suicide, protests, riots. He, 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 you know, he was really... Well, no, he was saying that's coming regardless. I mean... It, okay, well, that, did, that concerned me the most. Then. Listen, I said to Simon last night during the fights, I said, this guy, we, we didn't talk about it a lot. We stopped ourselves, but this guy truly... Out of anyone that's been on in like the last year or two, I don't think anyone has scared me for the future more than this guy. I remember when Obama in his his outing speech mentioned automation and universal like. But he said that he said Obama as they were going out I, were like so so. Since, by the way, since he said that, because I've I, even though I say I don't think Obama did anything, I've always thought he's a smart guy and like. I don't know why he, why he would say that if it wasn't true or on his mind or something he did not want to resonate with people is it's coming. Yeah. So Well, according to Andrew Yang. Like, they know more than I do. According to Andrew Yang, even the most conservative fucking estimates. estimates have it at like 2030. So we have 11 years. And like he said, he's like, it's not going to happen at 2030. It's already starting and it's only going to get worse. Well, there was just a, uh, on our home court, a big thing about... Uh, 
BlackBerry is getting a grant from the government for automated cars in Ottawa, like a big research facility or something. Nothing's dialing back. Nothing's going. And you know how the, everything else, like when it comes to environment stuff, well, we'll have to have a think tank or a committee to look into this. There's, I don't hear these committees going into why we, we have to put the brakes on this or something or it's just out of control. I don't know. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, th- this is where the government has just fucked us totally because it's... I. I feel like they've seen it. The writing's been on the wall for long enough and they've done nothing at all to put anything in place, to curb it. They're not taxing corporations at any level that they should be. Listen to this. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. I read this today, okay? So Amazon makes $12.8 billion in profit. You know how much tax they paid this year? Negative one yeah. percent. Their tax rate was negative one percent. I know on twelve point eight billion dollars yeah, of profit. They That's why it. this will never work. It is so corrupt. Yeah, like it is so. No, unless you go to unless you go to them and you say we're taking thirty three percent of that, and you're not. There's no fucking. Well, that's you it. wonder why. Listen, this is the company who's making automation the fastest. Of course who has the most money and the government isn't slowing them down at all through taxes. Like they fuck. Listen, if it's not here next year, I'd be surprised. But why do you think all these companies are located in Ireland? Oh, all of them. This is now I was again, wanting to throw my fucking phone at the wall. But dude, Airbnb, Uber, I'm pretty sure Amazon, they all have headquarters in Dublin, in Ireland, because Ireland has a super low, corporate tax rate so they all claim like the, i said i think the president should be able to go to these companies and i mean the president as in not donald trump but no, the like, government the should government go should say, go you can't and, operate say, within our country you can't fucking do that you want to sell to people in the united states then you're gonna fa- pay your fucking taxes like a nut there, are no, there are no to try to make it reasonable there like are no loopholes you're gonna find there's nothing because we're the government yeah. and we make the laws but the politicians well, are gonna tell you that no there. one will do business here yeah exactly that's not true. It's the no, no. Why I, I'm not saying it no, is. no, no. Okay, he's he's saying. just. I understand that's what they'll say, but we all know it's not true. It's the, probably the second. It's the biggest economy in the world, or maybe the second biggest now to China. Every business wants to do business in the U.S. There's not a fucking company in the world that's all of a sudden going to be like, you know what? We'll just take our business elsewhere. Go fuck yourself. The mom and pop shops that are all being put out of business, they're all paying the same tax rate they should be. They're all paying the government. Yet this giant fucking conglomerate this massive corporation is making more money than anyone so basically i mean you hit it right on the head there matt so basically the american government is saying you can put the american we don't we do not want anybody but you yeah and then maybe they have some deal with them that they'll start paying tax like i have no idea what they're gonna have to when everybody else is gone and there are no taxes to collect what could, what they could implement like a, a GST, but not uh, like ours. But a, they're going to be government sales. They're going to be the government at that point. So it's going to be moot anyways, right? The like companies are bigger the than the government. The companies are going to be bigger than the government. And then there will be no government because this is just, it's so fucked up, right? But Kamar, I don't even know why you're scared because if we really believe it, that AI is going to solve everything, then AI is going to solve this too, you know? No, no I, I was scared of the suicides. The riots. Okay, right, it was just that right, sort of fear yeah, mongering. Gotcha. Here's the big but problem. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Well, the big problem was he said it would cost four trillion dollars annually for universal basic income, and that was at one thousand dollars a month per adult. 
with four, the current population. Four trillion dollars annually is, uh, I think they're so that was at the annual federal budget in the United States is twelve trillion. So he wants to take what is that a quarter? No, he wants to take a third of the federal budget for universal basic income, and we've—I'm pretty sure that it's not enough. That's only at like a thousand dollars projected. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, uh, that's so that—that's right. So what? They're just going to keep creating more and more debt? Like, aren't they already? That's what in, they do, baby. No, no, but this would be at such a rate that it would be—you know—you would. Well, no, and his point was his his the point he made that was really good, and I made this point to you guys was. All the poor people that get that money, it's going right back into the economy. 100% of it is going right back into the but economy. But all the rich people, it's not. It's just going That's into it. their it's bank just going account. Into a bank. So it's all going to be a wash anyways. No, because there's only... You're talking about... You're talking about 99% of people putting their money back into the economy. But it's not only the, like anybody who doesn't necessarily need it right at that moment. I mean, theoretically, is going to save it. Eventually, it's going to come back into the economy, but it's a flawed principle because by that time, all those mom and pop stores are going to be out of business. So it's going to be a moot point anyways. It's like when we say at the casino, um, eventually, it's going to play out in my favor. I'm playing right. So it's going to play out in my favor in poker because I'm yeah. going to play enough play hands, odds, yeah. but I don't, I'm not there to play enough hands. So it never works out. I, I know that's a hard point to understand, but... It's just, ne yes, in theory, it'll work, but it'll just never come around that way. Well, no, but you and I spoke about it. So it, let's say we could figure out a way to give everyone five grand a month. Then it would work. But hold on. So let's, so we agree, the three of us would agree that five grand is a truly livable amount per I month. I agree a thousand is. Not, not, not a life, but. No, but that, come on. We're talking about a comfortable life where you can, where you can. Have all the luxuries you enjoy. Maybe go on a vacation every... Sorry, I was just going to say, $1,000 is not enough for you to pursue your dream as a comedian. But, but hold what, on, hold on. Let's I'm be saying... serious. Like, you know, if your rent is 600 bucks a month, that leaves you $400 to eat and do anything else. Did you else say you... your rent is $600 a month? I'm lowballing it. Yeah, Simon. really. But, you have a roommate. Really like, low. Even with a roommate, I think you're really lowballing it. But the point is. Oh, well, that's in the state. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, it's, that's in Canada. I don't know what it is. The, the point states. is um, with uh, with any other sort of form of <clears throat> assistance or anything, usually you get a thousand bucks a month. But if you make any more, you get 200 less. You, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, he was saying like if you already benefit from food stamps. You're, you're already getting this and you can earn as much money on top of it as you want. Yeah, but Kamar, so here's so the that's promise. that's a good base. Well, no, but the promise... Be, that helped me. Well, yeah, but if we... Five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. But in 10 years, when 35% when of the jobs disappear, how are you going to be making money on top of that? Uh, By doing your own art. I don't know. Doing seminars. But what I'm saying is... But hold on. Wait. This is the big point. That's only if it Stop. works. This is the big point I want to make. Kamar, is if everyone... If no one has a job and everyone is living on the bare minimum $1,000 a month, who can buy your art? Why the is rich. no one else making more money? Like, I, where's all that money going? They're just going to save it? I, I, I don't know, Matt. Like, but well, you, no, but Kamara. No, you're using that money to live so that you can then pursue your dream to be an artist or a musician or whatever. But chances are you're not going to make any so money. So, what I'm from getting from you guys art. is your position is 
universal basic income is a good idea, but it can't work, so we're doomed. That's my that's pretty much okay. my take on it. That that's all I'm getting from what you guys keep asking me. Well, I think it's a it's a I think it would be a good idea. It's a great idea, idea but it can't if, work. No, no, hold on. I'm not saying it okay. Universal basic income can work if they if they totally 100% rework the tax system and then and, and literally seal every loophole on a corporate level. Cuz right now most corporations aren't getting taxed on on almost any fucking level. So th- let's say they're losing and here here let's this is a good point. Let's say they're losing 4 trillion dollars a year from corporate taxes. And that could be that could be a high estimate, it could be a low estimate, who knows. So if they pick up the 4 trillion right there, they can then double the universal basic income to $2,000 a month, which becomes a little bit more feasible. Cuz then a household of 2 has 4 grand a month. You know what I mean? If they're paying, go ahead, Simon. Um they could solve this by just taxing these major corporations what they should be taxing them. That's then what it, I just said. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It's a, it would be there, there solved. It's not solved though. We don't. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Closer to solved. Sure. Um, no, my my question was going to be um, on that thousand dollars that the government is giving to every person. Are they are they being taxed on that thousand dollars? No, well, that's crazy. So then where is the government getting its tax dollars from? Sales tax, all sorts of tax. They tax everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, well, think about it. When you no, get but a paycheck. A lot, a lot of your... Oh, yeah. So in this country, when I get a paycheck, let's say I get a $1,500 paycheck. I've really gotten a $2,000 paycheck, but they've taken 500 Okay. So I've lost 25%, maybe 30 I'm just... Let's just throw out numbers. So 25%. But then everything I buy, they also get another 13% of. Right, but they do get a big chunk from you just getting your paycheck every month. Yeah. So they're not going to get that anymore, right? Well, yeah, income tax. I mean, well, no, because there's still going to be, there has to be some jobs. We're not all just going to. Yeah, I mean, it's all very confusing. But no, you're right. That's something they didn't bring up. What happens to the income tax that like, that pretty much 33% of it will dry up overnight? If what I do think will happen is this. I mean, wait, sorry, I have to cut you off. Yep. That 33%, you just tack on to anything that's automated mm-hmm. so that income tax would then be you, you'd immediately throw you'd say to amazon or uber you'd say okay so if that if that fare was ten dollars we're gonna take it as if as as if there's a driver in that car we're gonna tax you that's how it should be yeah. that's how yeah. it would have to be yeah. you'd say to them we're gonna tax every good based on if a human being had to touch it at every step of the way that's the only that's the only only way it works the point, the big point is this automation was supposed to be the dream where we all got, like Kamar said, we all got to just pursue our dreams. Everything was easy. Everything was free. Basically. And now it's going to be the death of us. Yeah. And now it, it looks like we never figured out how to make it work. Well, I really think that the way it's probably going to go down is, you know, it's all good that we're talking about it now, but it's probably going to come so quickly that the decisions are going to have to be made so fast. Oh, it's going to be a fly by night operation. They're going to fuck it up. You so know what, hard. you know where I'm driving at though? Like it's, um, it, it's, it's, I, I really think it's going to be one of those things that just happens so quickly that it's just going to happen. The riots, you mean? That's the one thing I haven't considered. The riots? The unrest. 
listen, man, if 30% of the workforce is jobless in like the next five years, 10 years. Yeah. There's yeah. That's what he said. 20 to 30% job loss in the next 10 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. I mean, that's, but I don't even see why that's far fetched. And, and the, like that'll never happen. Like yeah. the truck drivers, that group, which is, you know, that white de- male, that demographic is going to just be a really angry well, subset. They got to learn to code. No, but let's also, that was, <laughs> that was also, uh, that was also crazy numbers. He brought up too. government retraining has between a zero and 15% success. Rate. Well, it depends. Come on. You're not going to train them to code, but you could probably train a lot of those guys to do some work with their hands, right? Fix robots. Like, you're always going to need, even with, even with the robots around, you're still going to need craftsmen. Yeah. But Andrew Yang said that he said, in other countries, they're not telling people to go to university. No, they're telling uh, them to go get trades a, a, for sure. They've yeah. been saying that they're, in Canada for years. They are yeah. not going to be able to automate plumbers. Yeah, they're not going to be able to automate the HVAC guys. Like that's all handy. That's Build, all really honest yeah. work. Building homes, nurses. You get paid that. really well yeah. for it, and you're Healthcare. not going to have to worry about losing your job. But I thought it was really interesting when he was talking about the truck drivers and what they're going to do. Like if you know, by parking their trucks places, yeah. how they could totally just, they're on their way here right now, man. Stop society from running. There are enough trucks out there. They're on their way right here right now. You know that, eh? Yeah. There's one day, the 20, there's a convoy the coming from Alberta maybe? of trucks. Yeah. Say fuck you. Justin. Or the 19th. What's the date oh, today? Really? Mm-hmm. Today's the 19th. Oh, it might be today. No, today's the 18th. It's tomorrow. By the time this goes up, there will be a convoy of trucks yeah. arriving in Ottawa yeah. <laughs> to block some highway or something. Come on, I think you plugged that into the same one he's in. I don't think so because I can hear me. But you did plug it into the same one. Oh, well, that works too. Yeah. I guess it does. That doesn't work. Oh, yeah, there it is, that too. <laughs> that was cool, man. It was like he was inside me. Yeah. Oh, hot. Um, I mean, it. Come on, this is something. Fear mongering. He. He will immediately, as soon as he becomes president, pardon, full pardon anyone who has a nonviolent drug crime. Yeah, you got my vote. Boom. Done. I, th- I thought Obama was going to do that, but yeah. So here's a problem. I'll, I'll automatically flag on the play. You will, you will bung up the court system for a decade. Well, you'll put the prisons out of business. No, no, but I'm, ta- I'm not talking about... I'm, I'm talking about... Simon, do you know how many people... They'll have to go back... 50 60 years through records there'll be a lineup a literal like they better waiting start list. doing their work now man well this guy's not let's let's take this is and the big where are the away. jobs for those people well this maybe is, he gets in in the 20 20 the big takeaway that i got from this is this guy doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell because no, he everything of course he, he doesn't he's in the democratic well wait he's a democratic he's not even going to make it out of his own party well, no, they'll, exactly. they'll fucking railroad him big time. Yeah, he's done. But listen. Every, they wouldn't let Bernie through. You think they're going to let this fucking guy through? Everything this Great guy's ideas. talking about involves taxing the shit out of corporations. I like he's, that. He's My point is he's not going to get a dollar. Yeah. Well, there's no one in the Democrats. So you know how much money they would save a year by automating trucking like across the board? It's a, it, it, you can't count it. It's such a big 168 number. $168 billion a year. And I bet that's a low ball because you don't even think of the things you didn't think about. Well, because he was saying, like, what about the people who are surviving off the truck stops, you know, waitresses and the hookers? He didn't even mention the hookers at all those truck stops, <laughs> man. So I don't care a lot about the work. Well, class come on. There, the there's truck. a lot of women making their livings 
at those truck stops. He didn't even bring I don't that know what they call living account. and just getting through that. Whatever. Week. I think they do well out there, man. Yeah, so but there you go. Think about it. Cottage it, industries. 50% of people only I mean, have $1,000 a month. Prostitution pretty much dries up altogether. You're going to lose a lot of them like, to serial especially killers. Especially if you're getting a lot of them working because they need the money. Now they don't need the money. Less strippers. Yeah. Maybe universal income will uh, destroy everything. But Amazon, just back to that for a second. Amazon is all, it's already here, like taking over. Mm-hmm. And it is AI. I mean, everything they do is, you know, pushing the envelope on, you know, the warehouses are all fucking robots. I mean, there are still some people working people there. People scanning boxes. They're, video. they're automating everything they can all the time at like a pace that we can't even understand because they pay no tax. So they just have endless amounts of money to do it. Yeah, their R&D is through the they, fucking roof. Amazon probably is, um, what was the Terminator? Ultranet? Skynet? Skynet. They they are they are gonna end up fucking taking over the world. Fair play to that. Skynet's already live. Who is who is the Amazon? It's Bezos. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. I I can love how fucking- Kamar doesn't say anything bad, eh? It's can very you, interesting. Can you imagine? I'm under too, control. Yeah. <laughs> can we? I don't love it, buddy. Can we just back up to and think about it? That like 20 years ago, I don't pay taxes anymore. 20 years ago, this was just a bald dude in a blazer in a fucking single office. With a spray painted Amazon.com. I'm not joking. Losing Dude, money. That's how all those fucking science fiction stories start. Exactly like that. You know how we know how porn movies start? That's how they all start, man. Yeah, Some fucking nerd in his basement, and next thing you know, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger is chasing you down the street with a fucking shotgun. <laughs> Or coming back to save you from an even better. <laughs> Fine, Matt. Either way, you're in big trouble at that point. Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely didn't get a good feeling about uh, where we're headed after listening to this gentleman. Well, it was interesting when he was saying all the jobs that are going to go bye-bye. Like some of them I didn't even realize. What, retail and shit? Well, no, those I, I realized for sure. But like I didn't even think of the... Um, insurance brokers like all of that kind of stuff is all going to be computerized you're not going to need people for that it's just i mean They're obviously just a middleman to put shit all, to the computer all the driving ones anything that has to do with like taxi uber right the there's just anything that can drive is going to be eliminated yeah i think i've got all, all my the cashiers without talking to a person like you're already seeing the cashiers waitresses all gone did right? you see like the story becoming redundant about uh canadian tire is getting kudos because they were taking those self-checkout things which is just sort of another, another sort of form of this automation you know we just yeah <laughs> What you was want that? to hear something Sorry. crazy? He said Canadian Tire is getting rid of their automated check. They're taking them out and people are saying, good for you, Canadian Tire. I don't want to have to check out my own tires or whatever. There. Well, but you have the <laughs> option there. It's you, not. You do. And, I, and I'm sure in two months they're going to put them back with more efficient ones. Mm-hmm, right. But the act inspired people to be like, yeah, I like talking to someone who doesn't want to talk to me when I buy stuff or whatever. It's just, we're in such a weird transition place that we, we talk about like this thing is going to happen, but obviously with the social divide, it's happening. We're just in the middle of the, well, you know, what's wrong. The right you know, now. what's wrong with this world is I won't use names, but so that somebody posted that whole Amazon stat today, it would start getting a lot of traction on whatever, wherever. And an Ottawa business, what was the stat? <clears throat> that they didn't pay any tax oh, yeah, on $12.8 yeah, yeah. billion dollars of profit. 
um, some Ottawa, a Ottawa bookstore posted something that said, you know, like, look at this. This is ridiculous. Buy local. You know what I mean? Why are you supporting these guys? They're not even paying in to help your country, you know, like buy your books from somebody who's actually paying taxes and people online were like, you know, that may be true, but it makes you look really bad when you say it. Like go fuck yourself. Sorry. You know? The people online were criticizing the bookstore for, for, for telling, calling to action. Yeah. Well, young people don't even understand that this is how it used to be. Like someone will only buy stuff from Amazon. Like what's a store? Yeah, I know it's, it's weird, man. Dude, speaking of those automated checkouts, I was at Shoppers Drug Mart the other day, and it was like, I don't know, one in the morning, and I go to check out, and the dude looks at me, and he's like, are you, like, you're ready? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, do you want to use the automated one? And I look at it, and I go, no, fuck that machine. And he kind of like smirks, and then he goes, yeah. He goes, to be honest, uh, there's an incentive right now. He's like... They're going to cut jobs unless we can get the self-checkout up to 33% usage. And I was like, I was like, wait a minute. They're going to fire you people unless you can get people using the automated checkout, which is going to end up with you guys getting fired anyway. And he was like, yep. That's a simulation. Bro. And I was like, oh, my God. I literally honestly was about to put my shit back and be like, fuck this place. That's but you, unreal. But you needed to wipe your ass. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Anyway, are we done with uh, Yang? No. No. It... <laughs> Well, I mean, we can be. No, no, no. If I just, I feel like we. It's very weird that the highest uh, suicide in the states is that older white male, because now they're getting to their life and finding out that they got you know nowhere to go. Like it's that's that's. I wouldn't think those were the people offing themselves the fastest. I would have thought it was kids. I, you know? I'm hoping the statistic is because it's uh, there's more of them than anyone else, but I don't know. I it, that seems like the weirdest paradox uh, that I face is that we we have to be conscious of all these other groups because uh, if we're not sensitive to them, they'll kill themselves. But the root of all their problems is the white guy, and he's the one killing himself. It's just a weird. But we don't want to worry about white guys the way we were about other. Uh, subgenres of people who do kill themselves who have high levels of suicide. Am I wrong? I see what you're saying. I, I see mean, what. That's not I, why I brought it up. No, 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 no. Uh, I wish. I wish everyone could see Simon's eyes right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel bad that there's a huge population of people killing themselves, and they're the enemy. Like no one cares about. Like, is it a good thing? I don't know. But I they, wouldn't say no one cares about them. This Asian gentleman, this Asian American gentleman, who's running for president, brought it up. He well, no, obviously, this is going to bleed into the next. Like, this is going to bleed into the next podcast too. It just it seems like the biggest thing that's happening that no one will talk about is white people killing themselves. The older white men <laughs> killing themselves. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, but like I, I don't know. I've read a bunch of studies on it. Old, the old white men tend to alienate themselves from their friends. It, <laughs> yeah, but is that a good thing? Should they be doing no, that? No, I'm just saying though. They tend like we also. What was the study said? White men tend to go out like only 50 days a year. I was like, "Fuck, that's crazy." And I thought about it. I was like, "Fuck, I might be that guy." <laughs> I work from home. Um, I think just to end it now, and we can end it. But I think that um, it's a great idea that could totally save. <coughs> the u.s if not the world you know what i mean not, if everybody no. no and this is the big issue but that wait, i wish they'd brought up well I, I was just gonna say 
but I don't think they take into account human nature at all in any of these equations. I wish you did more research. And man is bad, and you know what I mean? We always end up doing humankind, the wrong humankind. thing. Humankind, not, not man. I mean, human beings. And uh, so that's why it'll never work. Flawed. But anyways, go ahead. they did yeah. it in Perth. They did it in Perfect. Perth. And this is for, sorry? They did it in Perth. Well, what did they do? Uh, uh, what are you saying? They gave a bunch of people money. Like, uh, but just because it's going to work on a very small well, no, no, scale, but anything uh, that happened, and a bunch of people become alcoholics, anything. Well, and they might be forced into doing it, and that was my point before: is it's all going to happen so fast that they might just have to do exactly what this guy is saying. My point is, we're speculating. There's a case study that actually happened. Mm-hmm. I wish we had just looked into. Research the, the conservatives killed it Just recently Joe it, can't it even do happening. research When he fucking Interviews the head of Twitter You think we're gonna do Research on fucking So Alex to say Yang? whether it's coming Or it's here yeah. I mean it happened Whether it's a test or not is It's just Matthew Inevitable eyes. Yeah Sorry Matt No 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 I was just I, Listen it, it can't work Because there's 190 other countries Out there And most of the shit That's made Is made in those countries Yeah So once they automate Once Google or fucking the Gap or H and M. Once all those guys automate those jobs, and then 190 other countries go from like 80 percent poverty to fucking 99 percent poverty. What then? The only reason we're okay is because there's a fucking ocean, yeah, separating us. Let let it burn. That's well, another thing, dude. That's what's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> if like, you if, if you think Europe has a problem right now, ten years from now. Once everyone just starts walking out of their countries on mass, it dude. Like the only thing we got going for us is that robots from over there can't swim over here. <laughs> you don't know that. Elon says they can. Of course. And if you want to if you want to do uh, universal basic income in the United States of America, you have to build a wall. I think we can all agree with that. Well, he's building a wall no matter what. No, because Kamar, you just because you walk over the border doesn't mean you get the fucking money. Yeah. You're closer to getting it. All right. Oh, you I know what? That, and yeah. on that note. Oh, I, Simon's ending it. I say we move on. All right. Um, Kamar, rate the episode, please. And I rate you. the episode of four just because it was an interesting discussion. I rate the episode of five, I thought. I have to give this episode it, it was five. good, yeah. I, I mean... It's I, what you I, wanted to hear for a long time. Well, I, I just... It, Somebody who actually knew what they were talking but about no, on this front, matter. But no, front to back, I found it interesting as fuck. At least the discussion. I agree. I think it's something that we have to be talking about. And whether you think it works or not, you got to be having this discussion with people. I totally agree, Matt. Rate it. A five. I did. Oh, I, said, you, I oh, have sorry. to give it a five. Through the no, roof. The boys love like, this and, one. Uh, and I give him a five as well because I think we need more people who are thinking along these lines and uh, preparing us for what's coming. I know it's not us personally, but, no, but like human I said, beings. The guy, this guy is actually trying to be yeah. a forward thinker and be like, listen, we got a fucking, we got a problem ahead of us that we are so ill-prepared for uh yeah I, I, li- if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to that one don't stop yet but once this one's done go back go listen. back because this was a great fucking episode kamar uh give him a three and a half he's I a democrat he's a really nice guy He's cool, but he's just a bit of doom and gloom, and uh, he said bro one too many times. He did say bro a lot. But I'll tell you this. And I'll, he caught himself saying bro at the end and changed it to dude, which oh, was wait, commendable. It had been too wait, late. Do you know what my problem with him was? He kept being like, Joe, I know you love entrepreneurs. He, he said that to him like 50 times, and I was like, 
when has Joe well, in twelve well, because episodes, Joe plays down John is Joe is but an he is an entrepreneur to be a comic you got to be an entrepreneur well, and the podcast I mean, entrepreneurs come on, on all the yeah. time listen no that's answer your question I see what you're saying though he was trying to bring him and Joe together in a cause you know. I was about to say Kamar hasn't been speaking enough this episode, and then he said that, and I'm like, no, he's been speaking just, <laughs> uh, just a bit too much. And I, I, I want to. I think it's funny, you guys, say this. Ron Paul has been saying all this stuff for the longest time. Just no one listens to really smart guys with really good ideas. Do not catch traction. Kamar, well, the we're Daily Show. Find out the Daily Show. Oh, well, we already said he's not going to go anywhere. The Daily Show did a bit on Ron Paul. I think it was the first Obama election cycle, they did a bit on how the the media absolutely ignores Ron Paul. And it's probably one of the most poignant, funny, and well-edited pieces you'll ever see. I'll try to find it and post it somewhere. He's on out one today of our... still doing stuff, man. Just, I know, no but... one listens. Have you ever heard Ron Paul? I mean, I can't... Uh, Simon, I... the clip they have from Fox is like... There's a the Fox pundit sitting there in Iowa. It's like the straw poll. And they're like... They're like, okay, so you're going to get to us when Michelle Perry talks? He's like, I sure am, but uh, right now Ron Paul's on behind me. And the guy goes, well, we can just skip all that Ron Paul nonsense. Dude, and you're like, it's... And then he smirks, and you're like, what the fuck? It'd be super interesting to see this guy get some traction, but uh, he's against some way deeper pockets in the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll see if we ever hear from him again. (laughs) Ron Paul? No. uh, Yang? Yeah, Ron Paul oh, listen. But if tomorrow the robots, you know, took over, we would be looking to this guy as a savior. I'm sure there's other economists who have better ideas that will, you could see that, that works better than, than this guy's plan. This can't be the only plan, right? I have no idea. I mean, listen, it, I hope this guy makes the presidential debate because I'd like to see him defend this to smarter people than the three of us. No disrespect. But you know what I mean? I'd like to see him truly have this. <laughs> well, this is, tested. yeah, no, I, I agree, Matthew. And just on a separate note, this is where, you know, Rogan's platform can really do some good because it gets this guy's idea and name out to like people who would have never heard of him before, even in his own country. Listen, I think, like I said to you, as soon as he said pardons for nonviolent drug offenses, I have a feeling the ears of like 75 to 80% of Joe's listeners perked mm-hmm. up. Yeah, but there's things politicians say and there's things they do. I, I'm for it, but listen, like he, you said, the backlog, how it'd be done. He said that was the very first thing he was going to do when he got into office. No, but like I, I, like I, like I said, and Kamar's right, it's a thing that a politician says and then he could get in there and be like, Oh, the logistics of this thing are just phenomenal. Well, I think their current <laughs> president is having that problem right now. You know what this yeah. guy has to do? This guy has to have this uh, universal basic income on his platform, but lead off with being the first president to put a man on the moon. <laughs> okay, so Matt rates this guy a six. Yeah, he loved it. Which has never been done before. On so jack. there you go. He was All on right. his jack. Matt. All right, 1246, the marijuana debate. This was a difficult listen. Yeah, I mean, let's... Okay, well, first of all, I have a very special joint for this podcast, for this episode. Is it a placebo? (laughs) It's just sugar joint. Let me guess, it's like some sort of uh, salad. 
Like a melange of no, all no, the, it's no? Just, oh, it's just a, one weed. A okay. Really special it's a California strain, special type of weed, and it's gonna be Jungle Boys. We're gonna get real high to try and deal with this fucking episode. Okay, see okay. that thing I sent you on Instagram. I saw that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just before we start, I mean, ov- I mean, Kamar doesn't really smoke weed anymore, but obviously the rest of us do. Well, this so is very, I've smoked weed all my life. This whole fucking thing. I mean, the problem is that. Oh, well, we'll get into it. Yeah, I like the joint. I just want to say before I forget, uh, any listeners, I want to know what people think of this universal basic income. We love your email so far. Please email us in at JRE Podcast. Let us know what you guys think of universal basic income or had you even heard of it? (coughs) Oh, I'll say this too. I don't necessarily believe that if we all got uh, a certain amount of money from the government, whatever amount it may be, even if it was five grand, I don't necessarily think that stops progression of humanity. Like, I think there's a very small, I think it's only a very (laughs) small percentage of the population that just become drug addicts and fade into the darkness. I think most of us try to better ourselves and use that time for, like, think about us, for example. Cautiously optimistic, we could say you are. I am, yeah. I I truly, Kamar, think about it. If if each one of us got five grand from the government every month and could live comfortably... How many pod, like we could do a podcast every fucking episode? We could, you know, we could have fun. We could do whatever the fuck we want. Simon, you could be an artist. Like I, I could go out and take photos all fucking day and pretend. You know what I mean? Like it. That seems to me. Obviously, it seems. That's great, a nice number you picked there. What five grand? Yeah. 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 I send in those emails now for the pot. Oh yeah, debate. the pot debate. Um, where do we start here? Fuck. First of all, the. The dude, the Canadian, as soon as he started talking, I was like, where the fuck is this guy from? I immediately said that in my head. I was like, where's this guy from? And then it didn't take long. I was like, oh, he's from, he's a newfie. That's it. Now it makes sense. Working in Quebec, though, is that? No, in London, Ontario. London, oh, Ontario. 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 Okay. But uh, one thing we know about CBD is we'll not get rid of that uh, entitled lisp. <laughs> he, no, he doesn't have a lisp. He has whatever Trudeau has, though. You know, just that, that little... Curl up than the words that see. Like, I thought he was French Canadian. That was no, I, yeah, no. I don't but know. maybe he's from the East Coast. You know, they have that sort of Acadian, the, the uh, yeah, Newfoundland but, uh, Labrador. All right, Ben. Let's Anglophone talk about how the other the other guy, the journalist, his wife was from Newfoundland, and he decided to call it Newfoundland, Newfoundland. and thought he was saying it right. Like she didn't correct him. Yeah. No, well, that's just scratch everything the guy said. Listen, I mean, that, that guy heinous. was a huge asshole. Like not. Take away the fact that one of them believed something different than what I believe. He was a huge asshole. Like the journalist. The fucking journalist was a massive cunt. Okay. You don't think he was more passionate? No. I think at one point he w- he was saying to the guy, "You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're ta-. like." First of all, this guy's not a fucking doctor. This journalist, he he is not a doctor. He has not made his life work studying cannabis. He took one month to research a book. Go fuck yourself. Like you don't. You're not. <laughs> Anyways, no, I'm seeing it all down. I will say this. Um. I was sitting there. Thinking, I rate him a zero. Sorry, I'm just putting that out here now. Wow. And that's Quick. the show. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I give the doctor, like, I didn't love him either. We'll get to know? that. We'll get to that. We, we, we. <laughs> I will say this. The whole psychosis thing, the whole use of cannabis, the whole use of cannabis bringing on um, schizophrenia and all that. At, at first, I was like, am I really listening to this guy? Is this an actual 
this can't be real. There's no way this was a study and that this, these are hard numbers. And then I started thinking back just about everyone that we ever went to school with. And I know we all have different uh, ages. So like, obviously there's, there's people that I knew that you didn't just being younger. But I thought about, I tried to think back just to every single person and like where they ended up as far as I knew. And I was like, do I know anyone that like really fell off the fucking deep end? Like kind of ended up on the fringe that was really just like a heavy pot user. And at first I was like, no, no. I was like, there's definitely people that ended up doing harder drugs and falling off. Like we know a few, I'm not going to name them obviously, but like we know a few people that have like, yeah, yeah. Get to the point though. Do you know anybody? Yeah, no. My point is I thought about it and I was like, I think there are like, I think thinking about it, I don't think it's a high percentage given how many people we grew up with that smoked pot, probably being 90%. There probably were two people that I can remember that are honestly like that went a bit batshit crazy and they and they weren't like they didn't use hard drugs. They were just pot users. Yeah, but did weed make them go batshit crazy or were they going to go batshit crazy anyways? Because those are the numbers. You didn't let me finish what I was. I was going to say there's obviously like like Joe says, correlation doesn't equal causation. I don't I can't sit here and say. Both cases of them, they were kind of weird dudes anyways. So that's the problem with this guy's whole book is that he was picking well, and choosing at, at only the um, the parts of the research that fit his agenda. Yeah, like I, he went in to discredit weed. Now, listen, granted, I don't necessarily like the commercial aspect of it. And they're definitely going to abuse um, people's lack of knowledge of CBD and things like that. But this guy's going way too far, man. Well, this guy went as far as saying that he doesn't think marijuana has any medicinal. Um, <laughs> like what a fucking asshole use at all. And I think it's funny how you take this personally. But um, like my best friend killed himself and it was because of weed and it was because uh, it really? fucked up his head. So really? okay, for so me, Kamar this was a like real a- like, and what they all clarified is no one should be fucked with this shit, especially the stronger stuff uh, before 25. They're all in agreement of that, like abusing it or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? I, but, would, I um, would probably. Sorry, are up. we allowed to talk about this? Why not? I, it, 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 it's well, real. Like, the person's dead, right? So we're not really... No, I'm asking Kamar if he actually wants to like... Well, I brought it up. at both sides of this. Well, because that guy did way more drugs than just weed. No, but I was with him and it was weed that he can just someone, couldn't handle. Can someone mouth the name? And that's allowed. I know. It's my friend Joey Hauserkersky. Okay, I don't know him. Well, no, if it... Listen, the guy's... No, no, I so. respect. Like, I think it just happened around like... Next month. And again, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but that guy had other problems way before we. And for me, this guy is talking about these people have other problems and weed is just the worst thing they can take for it. But can no, I so just wait? Hold on. But wait, just I want to clarify. I just really quickly want to clarify what Kamar is saying. So what you're saying is like because of a pre-existing condition you think the weed worsened it? Whenever he did weed, it just so that's. But but you're admitting that it's like you're just saying that. Yeah, okay, I get you. I don't okay, think, but I don't think it, weed fucks you up. I is think you're it fucked possible? Up and weed doesn't work. Is yeah, it yeah, possible okay, that one of the times that he did acid? No, it's the weed, man. Okay, fine, sure. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm telling you, and but it's like I, I'm it's open. The, to I this think it's funny that you like you're like taking, but I like weed. So if someone says something bad about weed, I gotta get upset. Like it doesn't even make sense to me. 
Joe I'm even not admitted Kamara. I want to hear this. Joe I'm even admitted interested. that he was like, I have changed my mind. I have a buddy. Yeah, Joe, that's they why I fucked him up. But dude, that was it. When Joe did it, I I sorry to cut you off, Kamar. When Joe did it, that's where I sat there and took a, a long hard look and was like, I think I know a few that fell off the deep end. Sorry to cut you off. Everybody's different. I'm not against like I think you're misquoting me here. What I, I'm getting angry because this guy is using arguments that don't exist to prove his point. Well, you just use a data. I, I could argue any of their data, and any a, of their data. And again, like for us to say that this one incident with this guy, like we, as much as you'd like to believe that you know that's the reason, you don't, man. Like I'm okay. sorry, we none of us know. That's fine, but uh, like. I, Joe changed his stance on. I just think it was important for him. And I don't think that any kids, like, I don't think we should have started smoking weed at 15. I don't agree agree with that. I don't want my son to do that. Agreed. But I also would fight anybody who says that weed is not a medication like and and forget even forget the CBD and all of that stuff just as a the same way somebody will have a drink at the end of the day to calm their nerves. Like it's a very useful, uh, anti-anxiety. Listen, even just, I just, I, just I was grossed out too. And he was like, people that are like, I'd rather my kid smoked a joint than had a drink. Ugh. I was yeah. like, buddy, a hundred times out of a hundred, I would rather. I was waiting for him to make sense of that, but he didn't. Oh, no, I, he again, absolutely didn't but make I don't sense want my kid to do any of that. Like, I get it. But, but Simon, if your kid came home shit face wasted versus smelling of pot, you would I think you'd be way a thousand more. times out of a thousand. Look, I know this and I know this guy debated this fact, but look, I realize when you're high, you may not make the best decision that you would make while you were sober, but you are going to make a thousand times better decision than when you're drunk. Oh my God. Like, it's not I, even a fucking how are contest. we even having this argument? And this is my problem, Kamar. And this is what enrages me is everything about this episode was just fucking like the guy was, was not using good points to prove his argument and joe was giving him the platform to do it which he had to do i get it but i don't even know if those were joe's real feelings either i i just think it was important for someone to come on and and joe agreed with some of the stuff he said or took his points uh to heart like not like saying you're wrong you're wrong he had more of the beef with the other with the doc with the actual doctor here was my thing but I, joe said I'm, I'm thinking it's not as harmless as i thought I just think well, this, nothing I, is harmless. But that's what this conversation had to be had. I just think this guy was a terrible, terrible guest. He was too passionate about. I don't know. He, he was very. Um, no, I just don't think he had any credentials other than writing a book. Well, he no, he he's a fiction writer. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. Yeah, so that's so he did a bunch of research and just spout it out and tried to make his point. But that's not even he didn't even do a bunch of research. He picked and chose the things only to prove his argument. That's not how you write a credible book. You show both arguments and you let the person decide. And he wrote a book to tell parents uh, this this side of marijuana to scare parents. Regardless, not to change legislation or fight back against the laws. He's just like. Just a writer. I just a part of me wondered if this guy got picked on by potheads when he was like something in high went horribly wrong for him with pot 
because nobody just hates it that much. Like, I guess so. It must have know, ruined like, his what? brother's he, 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 life, or no, he claims it. that it ruins his brother's what? life. Like, I don't what's know. What's his dog was, in the fight? That's what I want to know. That weed's really nice. He says it was because his wife would come home. She's a psychi- a forensic psychiatrist, oh, yeah, that's right. and she would come home every day and say, this guy shot this guy because of weed. And like, I just, I'm sorry, guys, come on, come on. But to try and paint me in that light, Kamara, I think is unfair. What what light? That I'm only trying to protect it because it's something that I want to do. No, it's something I that I believe in. I don't feel it's under protection. Like It's just like if someone has something that they disagree with me, I, I don't get that upset that they look at it a different way. I But I understand for me explaining that it's more like the way he went about it. You know what I mean? If, it, it all, if you had like if somebody dead cut, bodies. If something. somebody cuts you off in traffic... And um, then they tell you that they're a good driver. Like, that's okay with you? No, like, you can clearly see he just cut you off in traffic. Do you see the parallel? Yeah, but I just think um, this guy was saying weed is not harmless. And I don't think it is harmless. And I totally, I absolutely agree with that too. I like, especially the way I do it, it's not harmless because there's a a safer way for me to consume this weed. Listen, I realize that nothing in life is a free ride. Joe says it all the time, man. And I'd say 75 to 85% of the time, uh, Joe and the uh, Dr. Hart, who's very good looking, man. Very (laughs) Prim and proper, got his hair done that day for sure. Oh, not only Pushed that. back on everything he said. He was a huge Joe Rogan fan. He had clearly read. Jim Come True on his had, Instagram. He had clearly read every book Joe had read. He had listened to every episode. I think he has a his podcast. His life falls apart now. I think he's the guy that has the other Joe Never Rogan. Never meet your heroes. That's it. He peaked. But uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel the guy left the studio actually changing anyone's mind. He just sort of sound like a kook. I just think it was interesting to hear Joe acknowledge that weed isn't just um, harmless to anyone or anything. Well, I think that would be um, negligent on Joe's part to say that, you know? But I felt probably this episode, Joe was more like, weed's the best, you can smoke weed. But I'm telling you, um, all of those psychosis stories, well, I know this... Uh, I know Rafini there got it from the vape pen, but 90% of them, 95% of them are going to be from edibles, not from smoking weed. More so, yeah. And it's going to be because one edible may have five milligrams in it and another edible may have 45 milligrams in it and you just don't know. And sometimes you're going to go for a ride. I think it's more the people. There's just everyone's different. Like, and that if too. There, if there's a blood test you could take of somebody when they're born, and say this person can have peanuts. They can smoke weed. They shouldn't drink. Like they they shouldn't but be there in the sun. It. People are allergic to peanuts, so we should stop everybody from eating peanuts. But weed, no, that's a crazy but, argument. But weed is something with the brain. There's something about a t- type of person's brain that just doesn't. And the whole okay, the on, whole wait. gateway drug oh, argument. You. Like this guy was insane with dude, the gateway drug. I like that. I that wanted works. to fight somebody at that point. That worked. Well, I just, come on. No one pushed back hard enough to be like, fucking booze, man. Come on. Well, no, but the the doctor did. That was when the doctor had really had enough of this guy. I just, listen, I've never used hard drugs ever. I've been around them like fucking wildfire, obviously. I worked in bars for 10 years. I've, I've seen enough fucking hard drug use. 
it's always the result of alcohol. Ten times out of ten. Coke's in there a lot too, man. No, that's I'm the sure hard drug. Oh, I'm no, that's about. oh I see. What I'm saying, Simon, is it no one fucking smokes a few joints and is like, let's go get an eight ball. Matt, it's gonna take you ten years to ruin your life on weed, but it's gonna take you ten minutes. No, it's gonna take you one year to ruin your life on Coke, you know? One hour on alcohol. But he went, he went, you see, and that was my problem too. Like Joe, look, if the other doctor wasn't there, Joe would have been able to take a different stance, but they couldn't gang up on him. You think he was more, uh, being, a he was being a mediator. Like he wasn't speaking his true mind. Granted, I do think that he's changed his mind. Like Joe used to just say, everybody should smoke weed. And now that his kids are getting older, I think that's the big part of and it. And I think that had to be said. And I think it was just, which responsible, is, which is fine. I'm glad versus say the Crowder episode. You know what I mean? Where they just fought about weed like it was like... That was different. That was different. He was still villainizing. You know what? Anyways. anyways. That was the worst moment in Joe Rogan experience. And, and it would have been a shame if this went that way. So uh, Joe probably did us a favor uh, by being uh, a mediator. And uh, Dr. Michael Hart, what a heart throb. Hey, this guy just had it in spades beside the lift. <laughs> Simon, what other points are you staring at? I mean, you're just so angry. Well, no, like all really all my points come back to this guy just really picked and chose through what he wanted to he was a wor- use as a as a resource. And then the doctor called him on it so easily. How many times did Joe say there's no cause or correlation? Cause correlation. Cause doesn't equal yeah, correlate. Over and over and over. The guy was like, so he'd argue a point like. Uh, cannabis cannot cure cancer. Well, yeah, we know it can't cure cancer, but it doesn't mean it can't help. It can't, you know. I think, I think it might um, slow down cancer, do any like many things, I, possibilities. I, I realize that. I, I realize that. I'm just. I disagree with him. Right. This is my point. I, he was like, I just feel like he was being unreasonable to prove how bad weed was. And he was using the guise of. Well, for years, these pro-weed people have been selling you a lie to get it legalized, and I have to be like this Paul Revere to tell you that they've been lying to you the whole time and that it's really the devil. And, like, it's fucking reefer madness all over again, just under a different fucking uh, sub or subtext, you know? Like, forget it, man. But it's more this one guy. He thinks weed is bad, creating his narrative. Well, I mean, people are going to read his book and he was like, yeah, I I get a lot of parents calling me every day. Like, fuck. Yeah. It's really easy to just say Bobby has fucked up his life because of weed. Maybe Bobby's just an asshole and he was definitely going to fuck up his life anyways. And if it wasn't going to be weed, it was going to be something else. And maybe it was going to be alcohol and you're lucky it was the weed. It's just one guy's opinion. <laughs> it was just one guy's opinion. I actually haven't gotten the comments. This guy. Um, comments. Um, oh, I'd love to read the YouTube comments on this one. For him. Either way. Or the episode in general. But uh, I bet it still has more uh, I'll say likes no, than Shane Dorian. I watched this one, and uh, the Canadian guy was so Canadian. Smooth dude. Did he win ski jump or something? A luge? <laughs> no, but he he truly was like every time you thought he would like freak out, he would just stop. And be like, I'm very sorry. Go ahead. Like, please continue. 
No, he, he, he was a great representative. Mr. Mr. Polite. Of our country. So stoked to be there. His shining moment. Everything is trained for. Yeah. Good but, work, uh, Mr. I Dr. truly believe that in the years to come, because now they're going to start doing a lot more uh, research on marijuana and uh, trials, and we'll be able to do, because now it's not a category whatever. Yeah. And we're going to see that it's it has like unbelievable um, healing effects for the body. And, and it, just whatever. Mark down today what sure, time Simon, in this podcast question, I said it. So, and the question remains is like, let's say, so let's say 10 years down the road, they have, I'll smoke that. Let's say 10 years down the road, they have all this data, good data, 10 years worth, maybe even 20 years down the road. And the data says, um, I don't know. Let's say the data says what you're saying, that it's got great medicinal properties across the board, but that in 5% of smokers, it causes or triggers schizophrenia. Then what? I mean, again, it's the whole peanut argument, right? Like, 5% 5% of people are allergic to peanuts. Are we going to get rid of peanut butter from the world? No, you're going to go on as normal and you're going to educate the people who already have a tendency hold towards on, on, psychotic episodes to not use weed. I don't There's know. There's a big difference between a peanut allergy and schizophrenia. Like a peanut allergy, you can, you can live your life dodging peanuts. That's fine. You know, to smoke a joint and then all of a sudden be schizophrenic for the rest of your life is, uh, I don't know. There's a debate to be had there. That's all I'm saying. If yeah. the numbers came back that way. The internet doesn't like them. They agree emphatically the with you. I have, like uh, sorry, I have pages and pages of fucking notes. Like, I didn't realize how well, go on. It was, how it, it, animated it, I had gotten about visceral. this Visceral. Yeah, we can see how. Oh, so the internet hated him too. That's, that's the good to is, This guy's a fucking idiot. Who, how's he going to trust some reporter from a super biased newspaper? Well, just to start, like, seriously, just to start. And this is what both Joe and the doctor said, said to him. Like, do you really want to have the alcohol versus cannabis debate? Get that off the table. Because you will fucking lose a hundred times out of a hundred. Listen, deaths alone, it's that you win. This guy, well, because this guy's whole argument was, and again, in a very small percentage of the people, that the psycho- psychosis will cause violence and for them to kill people. But we all know that, like, in a big percentage of people who drink alcohol, the violence follows. For it's sure. apparent. I've never so, seen a fight at a weed bar. Like, right there, his argument is so flawed because, really, how many people who are smoking weed are fucking going on mass murdering streaks. Like, cause that was his example, right? All the people who, uh, we find at Columbine, they all had weed in their system. Yeah. They also had like, um, antipsychotic drugs in their system. That's Joe the failed problem. to mention that during this those, argument. Those are the biggest problems, obviously. All right. Hard cut there. Where were we? We were talking about Alex Brinson has no, Foot to stand on with his demonization of marijuana. Yeah, yeah. Agree, agree. And his he, alcohol. He's out there. He's he's on some crusade to sell books, but no, it feels like it went deeper than that, man. Feels like there was some backstory that I just he, wish he had provided. He it. was unwilling to tell. I I fully agree. No one no one hates pot like this guy does. Um, for no reason. 
There's got to be some origin story there. And what were they talking about? Alcohol affects everybody in the same way. Alcohol doesn't affect everybody in the same way, the same way that weed doesn't affect everybody in the same way. That's what he tried to say. Yeah. He's full that, of it. Like, that's not a good argument. No, no, no. I don't know. I mean, I think what he means is that there like, was, he said, we know what happens when you drink three beers. No, <clears throat> some people drink one beer and they go off the fucking deep end. Body and size, some people yeah. can drink 16 beers and it doesn't affect them at all. We all agree wholeheartedly. His comparison of weed to alcohol has no leg to stand on. But he kept going back to that argument. And he will forever die young. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. He seemed crusade is the right word for sure. This guy was on something. I like Dr. Michael Hart, though, when he was um, recommending testosterone. You know, if a guy comes in, he's feeling sort of down. Maybe you can shot testosterone. If that may. He was a performance doctor. Do you, got, do you have a doctor? No. Do you have a doctor? I do. Interesting. I don't have a doctor. I should. Do you have a good one. relationship with your doctor? Well, I mean, I know him. Like, if you're not, would he give you a shot of testosterone? Uh, no, probably not. My doctor, who I had a good relationship with, retired last year. He oh. would have given me a shot of testosterone. I need a doctor. You need to have a good relationship with your doctor. And a good relationship with him. <laughs> yeah. I think it's That's easier. The, I think it's way easier in the States, Kamar, because the, they're more likely to... Well, they're actually... Well, he's, like he's your, Canadian. Your this this doctor's Canadian. No, I know he is. So. Yeah. I mean, even this doctor was not... Um, he wasn't a fan of people like getting high. He was all about. He was the more about CBD. the CBD and the yeah. non psychoactive stuff. Yeah, exactly. But That's he could word. at least say, y- you know what I mean? Like, I'll reserve judgment on that part of it. Yeah. I'll Maybe say, it's because he was too polite. I'll say this. He's that's, Canadian. That's always been one of my problems with uh, the pot debate is you constantly hear fucking pot smokers that just use it to get high argue the medicinal. And I'm like, dude. You're not doing it any justice. Like you're, you don't have glaucoma. You smoke to get hot. I'm not talking about you. No, 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 no. For sure, though. Like, but my argument is twofold. Like, I'm not arguing that smoke. Well, I am. I'm saying that, but that remains to be seen. But more, my point is, I think it does help a lot of people on an anxiety level. And if you want to call that a medicine, the same way you would, instead of having to give somebody, um, I don't know, name some antidepressant. Smoke weed instead. I bet you get equal results. <laughs> I'm sure this guy's like uh, mainlining shatter. <laughs> you know the people who doth protest too much <laughs> end up being the biggest junkies. Yeah, he's just awake and bake through and through. <laughs> yeah. like. But he just pulled it together for this one podcast to prove a point. He doesn't actually believe her. No, he's he's it. the biggest black market weed grower <laughs> in his fucking district, and he's trying yeah. to keep it illegal. Yeah, and, and and the cover is no weed is bad. Yeah, he sees the writing on the wall. Um, yeah, right. Exactly. He heard the Andrew Yang podcast. And he's like, fuck. Um, amazing CBD fact uh, that it can decrease learned fears. That's like. That's some serious stuff, man. That's like rewiring your brain. Yeah. I mean, and again, I think we're just scraping the surface of what this is going to end up being good for. Like, unfortunately, because it had been illegal for so long, they had their hands tied as to the research they could do, and we could have been light years ahead now. Well, you're also not thinking, too, like all the genetic work that was done was done underground. Now they can have fucking 
10 million dollar labs doing marijuana genetics where they could fuck with the cbd to the point where who knows what they could do with it right that's right exactly and and now there's big bucks behind it right well, that's so. my point is like if they who knows they could spend five years fucking around with this like the genetics of cbd and come up with like cbd z and it ends up being the cure-all for everything. You know so I mean? they fight it for so long because they're so afraid that it's going to take away from their other drugs. But then they finally see that there's money to be made. And yeah, like, look, if that's what this you want, if theory. that's what you want to argue, I'm all for that. You know, like write a book about that. Write a book about how they're trying to dupe the population into believing this whole um cbd thing to legalize the pot fine like if that's your argument fine you know what i mean write a book about that's not what he's talking about he's just out there trying to like somehow prove that weed is the reason that people use every other drug and it's somehow like making people go crazy like i just i think there are a lot of mitigating factors that go into these people who have the psychosis and it's just really easy to point your finger conveniently at weed. I think, I think, especially now when you have this group of people who are like so afraid of this uh, possible legalization that they're even looking to blame more stuff on it. It's like, um, it's like we're seeing a, a rebirth of, that whole reefer madness culture. I think it's an isolated incident. And like I said, he's a reporter. So he's just trying to make as much noise as sell books. I, I, I think though, Kamar, that you're going to see that there is going to be that group that is going to emerge. See this this person going to cracks and stone. See, right. Exactly. You legalized it in Canada and look what's happening now. Or you legalized it in Colorado and look what's happening now. This is what it's done to my kids. And you know, there's going to be some of that because there's look, people are always looking to blame. Well, Joe, you know, the fact that their kids shitty in whatever uh, on something. But Joe made a great point too. And he's like, yeah, all these people are committing suicide. and We're finding marijuana in their system. It's like, Marijuana stays in your system for fucking ever. So, and again, how much marijuana did you find in their system? And what else was in their system? You know, like, the, c- come on, like but we're like not I getting said, the full picture like I here. Said, even if you find out that their their system was chock full of weed, maybe they smoked. Maybe they were at a party the week before and smoked fucking 15 joints. Well, I guess the argument there could be that, you know, you've been smoking weed and it's been making you depressed. And two weeks ago, you smoked a lot of it, made you really depressed. And now you decided to like, fine, uh, I guess that could be the argument. But okay, but in a court of law, that shit doesn't hold up at all. No, sorry. Again, I was just trying to (laughs) play both sides. But I can't I can't do that on this subject because I think it's really important that 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 side doesn't get any i don't think that's like, possible it's like rewarding bad drivers we should not be rewarding bad drivers i don't think the genie will go back in the bottle even if there's pushback it just it, it will never do that well, well i'm not here i'm We're, convinced legal, so i'm convinced forever. that donald trump will legalize weed right at the end of his I hope he uh, tenure to try and get some more voters in his pocket what he this, everything. He couldn't you're talking about like th- he'd have to do it this term so like in the next year you're or, talking or about. he'll use it as a platform for the next one i don't know man. he's gonna legalize weed to pay for the wall brilliant <laughs> it can pay for the wall in two seconds oh, just yeah. colorado could pay for the wall no 50 states though yeah that they'd pay for the wall no i know quick. i'm i'm being facetious but 
you get my point. There's a lot of money to be made on taxes from weed. And yep. again, if we want to have an argument about the conspiracy theories behind that, the pharmaceuticals, like, there may be a lot of them. Oh, I, yeah. I'm not you arguing. I'm not arguing that. I, I wonder. Uh, what I bet the, you could go real deep there. I wonder what the genesis of this podcast was like, because obviously for Doctor Hart, it's the greatest day of his life as a Rogan disciple. I wonder what. And the this guy is selling his book. Maybe and Joe was an get, asshole. Maybe after the whole Dorsey fiasco. Both sides of every story. Joe, no, Joe has now started reading uh, reviews and he saw that people were calling him biased about weed and he's going back to fix all like past indiscretions. He'll go back and he'll talk about how he never believed in Bigfoot. And <laughs> I'll say this, if this was the best person Joe could find to argue against weed. Oh, they really have no they've argument. Lost. They've yeah. lost. Yeah, I really wonder how that came about. That's mm. what I was wondering the whole time. I was like, did, how did he? How did he decide? Like, these are the two guys I'm gonna. Well, just to go back a second, do a you guys pro know how and a Alex? Do you, do you know how Alex Yang got on? Uh, was it Alex Andrew. or Andrew? Andrew. Sorry, I know Alex. Uh, Andrew Yang got on Rogan. Sam Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Big Sammy get in there. Sorry, just big Sammy. The only thing would be there. better if Colin O'Brady was a total stoner. <laughs> oh, that would, if he was smoking weed while he was in the I pole. burnt myself in the hospital and started smoking these bongs. But apparently, <laughs> apparently would... weed is what fucked up Owen Benjamin. Well, he's gone. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I believe it's he's... documented on uh Actually, it Kamar. happened on Joey Diaz. Kamar. Right, yeah. He's they gone. fucked him up on Joey Diaz, oh, like, and he's never been the same since. He's gotten so racist, and like, like uh, you know, he already was sort of, but like, it's not even like it's. Oh, How God. much weed did they make him smoke on that? No, he laid, he ate like one death, star of death. He walked out the door and never came back, Joe Rogan. I Which is what? The star of death is what? milligrams. Whatever happened. Holy shit. Well, that could send anybody off the deep end. No, but it, how, you, four, you could watch it. 400 milligrams on Saturday night. Yeah, you did. In one, in one eating? <coughs> Over like an hour and a half. And you don't drink. You can't drink and do that. You'll be fucking... Uh, dude, I was fine. Bill Cosby. Um, oh, yeah. So the, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say eating the edibles. I forgot. This guy, he, his big example of how weed fucks somebody up was his story about that straight lace kid who was like going to MIT and he had never done anything. And then he starts smoking weed and all of a sudden he's like psychotic and blah. He thinks the government is out to get him or I don't remember exactly yeah, yeah, what it yeah. was. Then, as he's giving more information about the story, he's like, yeah, and right around that time, his girlfriend left him. So maybe that's what made him go off the deep end. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always other mitigating factors that go along that could totally outweigh. Maybe if he wasn't a weed, he could. I'm just being a devil's advocate. Yeah, no, please. Maybe he was just, um, if he wasn't smoking weed, he could deal with the breakup of his girlfriend or or or, or whatever. Well, or or maybe so, he couldn't. Or well, well Simon, whatever. I, mean, I think not everyone should smoke weed. But your I argument smoke weed. there isn't great only because this guy's point was that marijuana can trigger psychosis. So like, it had nothing. Like it was the only sort of point here at any validity that I was. I, I didn't think it was total bullshit. It, it, you know it, it may not be a large amount of people, but the weed thing was. I, again, well, you know, I'm not advocating that. Everybody should smoke weed. Agreed. Do you know what this guy's akin to? He's akin to the the first doctor that said 
um, vaccination can cause autism. And like, and he said it was like this in a very small population. Well, that's been a disaster. But that's what I'm saying. Do you know, this guy is pretty much arguing that like, hey, you know, one to five percent of the population, if they smoke pot, it can trigger it can trigger uh, psychosis. And that's again fear mongering. Now there's parents across the the world. They're like, well, oh my god, my son's smoking weed. You're gonna be a schizophrenic. It sounds like William Randall Hearst all over again. It's is, Randolph. Is that his name? It would, it would have to be George Soros is it or even uh, William? Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, it's William Randolph Hearst, I think. Or is it Randall? William Randall Hearst. I'll, I'll check Hearst. it. Either way, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. The guy who... The paper who, baron. Who went against marijuana Medium in the over. first place. Yeah. Again, all for, for him. all for money, right? Like it was... There was nothing wrong with weed back then and there's nothing wrong with weed now. They did it back then because of money. And now I'm not really sure why this guy is doing it, but... Money. 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 And so it's there money. It's there Randolph. William side. Randolph Hearst. Randolph? Yeah, Randolph. Thanks. No problem. That'll be an that's another uh Joe. Oh, that's a that's part of the drinking game, game yeah, for sure. Because he talks about that a lot. Well that's everyone lights a joint. That's a good one. Good yeah. one. Yeah. I like that. So yeah, it was a heated debate and uh the guy really didn't have much to well, Yeah, no him. studies were good enough for this guy. Like I just uh, I, I, yeah. Either Whatever. way, he well, got under your skin, though. I thought at first when you said you were going, you were so angry about it. It's because you said it kept replaying, but maybe his arguments were so stupid. Oh, and he like he was unwilling, unwilling to take into account that weed could help people get off opioids. Like that for sure is a case. Like there's no doubt about. He that. argued that they help people get on opioids. Well, he wanted to flip the script on it but i just look they it has uses they to argue that is like it's crazy kamar did you watch this one uh no actually i watched most of it simon this guy you're arguing against was definitely one of your people definitely part of your tribe um i did not think that would come up after kamar barry weiss kamar this will be a good subway for testosterone for you oh excellent um doobies cause boobies oh my that was gosh. one of their fucking uh taglines that was trying to get people to stop smoking Stupid. weed that's a powerful catchy i don't want tits yeah like that just reminds me of that commercial nobody likes you when you're high you know with the would, dog you know would be amazing is if it backfired and like a bunch of young teenage girls started smoking weed because they were like well you guys said doobies cause boobies and yeah. like jennifer's got a huge rack I want a huge rack. Maybe there is some correlation between there you go. mothers who smoke weed and the size of their daughter's boobs. <laughs> I highly doubt that. I don't, listen, and their boobs. At least now they can do and the research, boobs. Matt. There you go. Matt, at least now they can do the research. Yeah. You're going to do the research. No, no. Somebody can okay. do the research. I had the same disdain for Rafina Bastos. All right. Let's Simon fucking end this. What Alex do you give this Baranson. episode, Simon? Or do you, you're looking over your four other pages? Yeah, I'm just seeing Turn if there's the anything, the anything else of interest. You guys rate, and I'll just... Email uh, us uh, in if you thought he was right, and Simon hates you. Kamar. No, then stop listening to this podcast. Boom! <laughs> wow. Wow. Kamar. Cut off. Rate this episode. Uh, just because I think it was a good conversation we have, to sh- and Joe conceding points that it's not good to your older to smoke it for. This is an interesting debate. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a thousand percent, listen, a thousand percent, we could sit here for the next hour and go through all the things that CBD is good for. 
So yeah, he whether had or not those. you want to uh, talk about this. Mo- no, he was against everything. Well, he's an idiot. Because he was against the legalization of marijuana. So hence, he's against CBD. He must Listen, own, he, he said, owns a bar. His quote was, I do not think marijuana has any medicinal yeah. purpose. Wasn't so, that his exact So quote? I give this podcast uh, two. It enraged me. Okay. Have you have you rated it already? No, I haven't. Okay. I'm going to give it uh, a three. So just north of the middle. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it was a debate. I, I I don't know. I don't. It's tough to describe how I feel about this one. It was a weird one. It was tough to listen to, but probably worth listening to. Okay. So now the good part. Oh, here we go. We're going to rate him. So the which one? No, we actually had to rate both of them. Yeah, we're going to rate both of them. So I give him a zero because I just think he was so biased. Like, I'm sorry, so biased. I rate the other guy a four. Would have given him a 3.5, but the fact that he was such a huge Rogan fan gives him an extra 0.5 in my estimation. And uh, yeah, I could have done without this whole podcast, though, frankly. Uh, I give Dr. Mike a heart of four because he was easy on the eyes and a great ambassador to Canada. I never saw him. He seemed like a good, sound, smart guy. He just wanted people to be better. And I give Alex Brenson a three um, because he was fucking annoying. But I, I love people who can argue so passionately, even if they're totally wrong. <laughs> and stay in there so um he was he was a pit bull in there <laughs> tenacious and i i found it entertaining even though i i disagreed with him for the most well, part i found it funny that at the beginning he was like yeah bill maher won't have me on he won't argue with me and then by the end i was like that's no shit that's because you're a fucking idiot <laughs> no one wants yeah. to talk to you pal <laughs> yeah yeah i mean listen i usually wish everybody the best but i hope that this guy sells zero books well we know he's not gonna sell thank zero you books. you made an enemy night. for life berenson <laughs> yeah all right um i know you heard at the beginning but uh you can follow us on instagram at jree podcast you can email us uh jree podcast at gmail.com you can follow kamar on instagram kamar babar you can follow me on instagram at floydy f-l-o-y-d with five e's don't bother following Simon. He's fucking useless. Uh, sorry that there was no post show last week. We just, you know, time is tight sometimes. There will be one this week. You guys are sticking around for the next half hour? Yes, right? I yeah. have many things to cover. Okay, Simon's got many things to cover. Excellent. Um, Kamar, you have anything signing off? You look like you're... This is it, baby. The week we've been waiting for. What? Uh, after you hear this, uh, anyone in the Ottawa area, I'll be performing at Absolute Comedy featuring for the one and only Joey Elias. Uh, February 28th is a Thursday. February March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Absolute Comedy on uh, Preston Street. Get your tickets now. It will sell out. He's awesome. Nice. And, uh, yeah, that's coming up. I might come to one of those. Can uh, so I guess you're not watching the fights with us on March second then. The that's the John Jones fight. Yep. No. Oh. Well, I'll be I'll be done at like twelve. Oh no, like eleven. Okay, something. you catch the good fights then. There's yep. three incredible fights off the chain. Yeah, I'll, I hopefully catch that that last fight. But yeah. Okay, uh, Simon, you have anything to say in closing? No, well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening, everyone, and thank you for the emails. Yeah. I'm so, I'm sorry I, I that last uh episode got so animated. You mean this episode? The last uh portion of this podcast. Oh yeah. Oh no. That's yeah. like when I thought Sam Harris it was. It might you might have episode. to turn down the volume.
no, a little it's bit fine. to contend. It's, everything is fine. Uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, and yeah, stick around for the post show. Um, have a great week.